Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 154, presented by Cosmic Disc Golf. For all your cosmic needs, go check them out at CosmicDG.com. Uh, they have an awesome online website. Go check them out. And they're also located in the Jersey area. And we are going to talk about New Jersey just a little later on. But uh, Matt, episode 154, you are not here in studio. No, I'm not. Can you guys hear me okay? What's we up? We can. Yes. Awesome. We have the same um, microphone yeah, when grab- we go out on the road. And yours sounds a hell of a lot better than mine does. So that's just an issue. It's because you're in studio. Everything sounds better in studio. Yeah. But um, I traveled on an airplane today i mean that's pretty spectacular airplanes are just awesome anyways um i traveled to columbus ohio so if you're in this area come find me i'm in a holiday Inn express just start knocking on all the doors but (laughs) just kidding don't do that uh columbus ohio out here for work for one day i get back on the plane tomorrow afternoon and back home but intern ben's holding it down there that's why he's the man and Evan is here as well. Well, not here in Columbus. That'd be weird. But uh, Evan, how's it going? Yeah, sure would. Hey, Columbus, that's cool. Uh, Brett Hamburg Memorial, like to put it in the disc golf. Mm-hmm. You got to like know the tournament that you're at, you know, whenever you travel we, around the country. Sh- yeah, <laughs> it's true. It is true. That's how I find the good courses usually. So we have to have Hannah Macbeth some point replay that hilarious moment when she walked from one room to the next and it ended up behind Nick Carl. Stole my room. Um, She's like, hey, Nick. And then she goes back to her room and camera. And we're like, what? And Evan loses his mind. I think it'd be really cool if one day we're all at the same location, but it looks like Evan's at Evan's. Nick's at Nick's. I'm here. And then like Hannah just walks from room to room. Like, what's up, guys? <laughs> well, and in turns, Ben, how's it going? You're holding it down there, man. What's up? It's going good. In match chair once again. Feels good. Uh, every time I sit in this chair, uh, I grow a little hair on my chest. So it feels good. Nice. On your chin. Maybe your chinny chin. I'm a man now. All right. Anyways. So episode 154. Uh, did we shout out Cosmic yet? We I mean, did. Cosmic's yeah. always on. Thing. Yes, we did. No, oh, I guess I wasn't paying attention to your long intro. I was over here taking pictures, if you saw. So. Exactly. No, I, I held it down. Well, good. Cosmic gets the love. I see people screenshot the the um, the show sometimes and mm-hmm. post it up. Like I saw a, a social media disc golf fanatic post something up and it says yep. presented by Cosmic. I'm like. That's getting a lot of attention, yeah. Cosmic. So there you go. We love we love what Cosmic. Yeah, is. it's funny too because that post was about trophies, which has been the talk of discussion more than the stellar play at the tournament. The trophies were once again in discussion. We'll probably talk about that in just a little bit. Yep. Okay. So there is actually a, quite a few simple topics to talk about tonight. Before we get into all the world's talk, we are interviewing Ezra Robinson in about fifteen minutes. Um, Nate Perkins from DGN previously touring player played really well up at smugglers notch is going to give us some insight into how the rounds are played there i know it sounds obvious but like from somebody who's done really well there i think he shot 10 down plus on brewster and he's going to be able to give us insight what players maybe he thinks will stand out on this course and what it takes um but before we get to that We've been having people message us. We've been seeing it all over the internet. There is a course down in New Jersey that can use everybody's help. And it's simple as an intern, Ben, I don't know if you can find this on social media and put it in the show description for YouTube. Um, But the uh, petition 
forget what it's called. It's like sign me or whatever it is. It's a, it's a link online. You can sign. They already have. Yeah. You can check it out. Just, just Google this. It's Stafford Woods disc golf. They reached out, not Stafford Woods themselves, but the property people who are involved there and asked if we would share something on it. So I don't have a quote dog in the fight, except that I like disc golf. And this is a community of disc golfers down in that area who are quite frankly, what was that? Top 50 in the world course, by the way. Yeah. And people down there are frankly disheartened. Um, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's not Maple Hill in the sense of Maple Hill, but if Maple Hill was private or public and someone or some entity was trying to take it away, I mean, I would be maybe losing my mind. So let's help them out and go check it out. Um, Adam Harris on social media is a big part of that course down there and trying to get it preserved. He has shared on his social media the best ways to do that. I know it's in our hearts sometimes to go and like leave bad reviews on the neighbor who people are speculating is trying to be the the guy getting rid of the course. But I don't know if I'd encourage you all to go write bad reviews on his company. Reach out to Adam Harris or shine the, sign the petition and let the people on the ground there really push hard to do it. Ask them how you can help. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at that. A- any quick thoughts on that? No, I think just, you know, it's a bummer. It's the number one rated course in New Jersey. And so we don't want to see something like that get taken away. It's also previously hosted very large tournaments. I think a silver series, even at one point. Um, Sure. Matteo, did he win that one? Correct. Yeah. Matteo's only disc golf pro tour win. Wait, is that considered a pro tour win? Oh, God. I'm getting uh, into this topic. The pro tour runs it. So, yes. Uh, exactly. I'm busting on the foundation, guys. That they're back and forth with like he doesn't have any wins, and people are like, yeah. "What?" Losing their minds, and now I'm just busting. It's it's just all. Important. Yeah, I give him a hard time about not winning elite or major sometimes. I mean, maybe not a hard time, but at least try to share the, share the stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has won a silver, so he almost won it this past weekend, but did not. We'll talk to the tr- uh, the, the real winner. Not. That that sounded weird too, but we'll yeah, talk to whoa, the winner. Geez, savage. Uh, Matty O's in contention. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it like that. I'm Golly. sorry. Nick, finish up your thought, but then I, I want to say something quick too. Uh no, just realistically, um, go on social media. You can find plenty of ways to be able to help out the course in Jersey. Um, if it was in your lo- local area, you would want the support from the outs, you know, outside areas. So do the same. Help them out. Yeah. And all I want to say is this, this course is very close to, you know, Philadelphia, a big city center. Uh, I mean, I don't know how far it is from downtown, but it's somewhere that a lot of people who live in Philadelphia and the metro area can go play a great course. Uh, we need more of those courses in disc golf. We have a lot of, you know, uh, awesome courses in maybe more Midwest, but in Metro Atlantic Northeast, it's hard to get great courses so close to city center. So I think this one's really important to disc golf and so many of the players in that Philadelphia region. Uh, sure. They have other courses, but this one's a great one and it, a lot of players play here. So I, I think it'd be fabulous if disc golf is able to keep this in the ground. Yeah. We, we regularly have uh, about 15,000 listeners here to our show. Imagine, I'm sure some of you have already signed it, but if everyone who hears this went and signed it, I mean, tell the show, show the property, show the, the people in charge of the property there, how many people all over the country and world care. All right. Moving on from that, there was an event. Wait, was there an event? That yeah, no, right. A pro, uh, an actual disc golf pro tour event. Mm-hmm. So there was a- Oh, who who said so? God, just feeling like yeah. my questioning is going to make people be like, oh, that's offensive to the winners, which I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to say that, like, man, 
maybe it's the fact I was getting ready to travel this and that and worlds is right around the corner, but there was not very much talk, uh, hype. Um, we do have winners from that event and they're going to go down in history as a winner of a disc golf pro tour event. So congratulations to them. But do you feel the same way? Like, did you feel the same way? I didn't even watch any of the coverage and I, I, there's a few times I tried to, but like it didn't happen. So like, do you feel the same way guys? So I, I think I have a pretty solid excuse. I played the uh, West Virginia Open up at uh, Papa, or I should say down in Papa, West Virginia, and absolutely amazing. I'll talk a little bit more on that a little bit later, but you're on pretty much the side of a mountain on these two beautiful courses, and there is zero service, anything like that, and it was wonderful to just take a break from cell phone in general for the whole weekend, and uh, so I knew nothing of what was going on until Sunday afternoon about three or four o'clock when i finally got service again and was driving home and that's when i found out all the winners and everything like that nice evan yeah it's good to have disc golf on every weekend on the disc golf network uh but sometimes it's tough and it's sandwiched between a playoff event and the world championships a lot of players trying to get to vermont early uh so it, it was the weakest uh disc golf pro tour silver event of the year for both divisions uh even considerably weaker than the wraparound tournaments, which were uh, not even a, a full stacked silver event. Either. You're talking about the strength of field. Uh, the strength like of it, field. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I am. Yes. Uh, it, that's going back to feel the strength was in yeah. my mind there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. You got it right there, Matt. Nice job. Uh, <laughs> I know. And you, you stumped me for a second. I'm like, yeah, I'm so yeah. I said it right. It, it yeah. wasn't there. I mean, we're getting new people on lead cards, which is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about the winner, Chantel Budinsky of Canada. Uh, it, it's debated, but, but I think it's fair to call it Canadian's first disc golf pro tour winner. People are going to say Simon has a Canadian yeah. passport, but I, I think in sports, you really got to layer it down to one nationality. Simon considers himself German. Uh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's, it's like, you, you don't, track all these dual I passports and other things. I, look, he, I mean he i don't know he so claims to say it himself too we he claims him. as a european he plays for team europe the times that he's sure been over does. you know the pond over at the european open of the president's cup so I'll, I'll i'm siding with evan on this one but i did see the people say oh my gosh the pro tour forgot about simon lazard already as he just won an event the week before yeah, but i'm like it happens every who could, time yeah who could remember about simon lazard's nationality no every one time canada that, gets i promise you uh yeah that's a joke you know everyone's messed that up before it's it's tough to track Exactly. Uh, but it, a lot of new names and sometimes that's a cool thing and you know what matt you said it or nick you said it i forget who said it but it, they're going to go down in history as still a, a disc golf pro tour winner mm-hmm. at the silver level uh no matter what um you know for different types of rankings it might not matter as much but for disc golf pro tour points it matters and i will say i think a lot of players could have benefited if you haven't played all three of your silver events or if you have a weak finish at a silver event you could have got a, a pretty easy uh, top five or top ten if you're a, a tour level player mm-hmm. it, it should have been an easy place to get points to move up and that tour championships looking awfully tight this year uh i mean we'll see a lot of movement for worlds the one more silver event to end the year and mvp open uh but i think there could Elite have been event, more players playing silver. it there's a dismania open oh oh i thought you were calling the mvp open in an elite uh silver event and i was just like no Evan. The disrespect. Sorry, I, I, I see. I see how I, I, I kind of switched up yeah. how I was referring to it. So I understandable. My bad there. Yeah. But yeah, it, uh, MVP Open being the final playoff event. So I think a lot of players could have got more points. Would have been beneficial for them. But I, I think there's a question to be had of what's the best plan long term for an event the weekend before Worlds. We saw a silver last year before DDO. I, 
forget which one it was exact. I think it might have been Kansas City. But no, maybe that was just an A tier last year. I would need to look it up. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we had a silver event the weekend before Worlds, and it was in the Midwest. And I think it was kind of similar. But now that I think about it, I think it was just the A tier. It was Kansas City wide open, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it wasn't a silver. So I go back on myself there. But um, I heard the idea of, you know, it'd be really cool, like a, uh, a more of a fun level par three tournament. That's what they do at the Masters. They do, I mean, in golf, it means a little bit more to have a par three tournament. In disc golf, it's more of a oh yeah, old school or local course, uh, but something fun like that. And, and they have mixed doubles. Um, they could totally film that and set that up on the weekend before uh, and film it live. Excuse me. Of course, there's post-produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think there's fun options and I might like to see a, a double week of worlds, but there's tons of things you can do. I, I will say, and I'm going a little long here, my bad guys, Rochester showed up and rochester new york where the event was tons of fans and they embraced having a disc golf pro tour event even though they had a, a limited field of of notable players yeah. they still were excited to see the players they saw so very cool uh and a historic event so i thought that was awesome in or- transition out of that topic i was just going to wrap it up with what you kind of just led it to is it's a bummer for the locals and all the tournament staff who honestly had a lot of these players signed up who then dropped out no fault obviously for taking their the bigger event into consideration hey we're going to worlds i'm going to drop out i've decided that just doesn't make sense for me but like for the event and staff and all that it's just it's it makes for a tough time it's so really shout out yeah. they did a fantastic job the event's worthy of it it's not yeah. that's not the issue here so th- i'm sure they'll be taken in consideration jeff spring the disc golf pro tour they always do good mm-hmm. at getting feedback adjusting for the next years they usually do so i support that and there's post produce mm-hmm. coverage on it which i'm actually excited to watch because i played parma maybe back in 2016 so about seven years ago and um you know, I'd love to see how it's come in those seven years. But uh, we've got about five minutes, and I'm going to briefly run through this event. Normally, it's Evan doing this, but since none of us did our homework this week, just give us the top it, three in each one. Just give much, us the top yeah, three in each one. Pretty much exactly what we're doing. But uh, Ezra right. Robinson winning the event, shooting 31 down. Um, they don't have a projected payout or what he made at this event. Maybe we can ask him later. We'll ask him. But um, 31 down for him. Matteo. 25 down, another second place at a Silver Series event, another podium. You know, Matty O, such an incredible player. Doesn't always get the win, though. Um, and then for the third place, rounding it out is Connor Rock. And Connor Rock is out of Lakeside, Arizona. Um, and, you know, got third place at this event. He shot 15 down. So that was the kind of wild discrepancy that I saw this weekend was Ezra 31 down, then 25 down, and then 15, 13, 12, 11, 10. Nine 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 eight. So like the scoring that Ezra was able to do at this event was insane, um, especially with a ten ninety two rated final round. And then for the FPO side, Chantel Budinsky, the Canadian that we were just talking about, and I think Matt, you had said it earlier, but Miss Frisbee, Miss Frisbees on YouTube. Um, I briefly got to meet her in Nashville when I was playing a practice round with Simon. And then she Col- have the purple hair, right? Yes. Purple hair, yeah. blue hair. Yep. Okay. And then Colleen Pretty McInnes. Cool. And Holly Finley rounding out your top three. Ellen Winboom also was in a tie for third place. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much it. We're going to talk to Ezra actually Someone about the event. Huh? We got fans messaging us, or at least that's what's hey. coming up. $3,000 for Ezra was projected. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, Is that I more than Beaver State Fling? Was Beaver State like 2500 or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm we were just talking about that earlier second, this year, just silver payouts. 
I watched a little bit of Connor Rock. I, I watched Friday. I didn't get to watch either of the weekend days, but uh, saw a little bit of him, and it didn't click until you just said his name right now. But uh, he is considered a disc golf pro tour rookie. Uh, Connor Rock, that oh. is. He moved up to third place uh, in the uh, rookie point standings, which isn't. Uh, it's not a one for one on the rookie of the year race. That's now a um, vote. I think both media and fan. I think okay. it's fifty fifty. Don't quote me on that. Who's in um, first place right now for that? So it, it's interesting because of those Euro Tour events counting to silver events. Of course, they only keep the top three. Uh, Yalmar Fredrickson is leading. He had a okay. good finish at PCS yeah. and I believe European Open as well. Uh, so he has 192 points, almost 40 points more than Luke Taylor, who's gotcha. in second. Connor Rock moves up to third. You have uh, Joey Buckets, Joseph Anderson Joey in Buckets. fourth. And then uh, Aiden Scott and then Jake Wolf in sixth, who moved up five spots. Nice. Uh, he uh, is the notable uh, forehand Tomahawk Tom yeah. Dominant player. Insane. Um, Arm falling off when uh, I watch it. <laughs> yeah, n- not too much movement on the FPO side. I don't know if any of the top players were uh, rookies, but they're at least not in the top of the rookie points. Uh, Silva Sarin is leading that by uh, 37 points over Rachel Turton, who... Uh, is leading considerably over Caroline Henderson. So if you remember Caroline Henderson had a really big start to the year. She's been a little quiet since. I think she's been off the tour dealing with a finger injury. Uh, but two Europeans leading one and two. So it'll be interesting nice. how that shakes out and how people decide to vote for it too. Because, you know, when you bring in the human element, it might be like, hey, do we, we consider, I mean, Yalmar is a teenager, so they might be uh, willing to vote for him. But like Silva Sarnin and Rachel Turton, um, you know, now that they're playing disc golf pro tour event, as far as points uh and a few disc golf pro tour events uh i know silva sarton came over earlier this year to play a handful of events in the u.s but it, do you consider them rookies you know people mm-hmm. had the whole thing about juliana corver winning rookie of the year yeah. a few years back and they Ooh. didn't like that um and so our europeans is kind of the same deal who are established and then coming over to this tour so uh I think we'll leave all that to the end of the season but it is an interesting thing to follow nice okay hold on man i'm gonna we, cut you off I have... really quick Ben, is there any way that I can get yeah. the chat on my screen, please? And when you go up on YouTube, Correct. make sure the volume's off. Hey, you there can we help go. out, my Nick. Man. Ben, there what? you go. You can help yeah. out, Nick. He could pull it up on that other screen, no, he, though. Ben, he got it perfect. Also, also, Ben, just drag his green. Go on Nick full screen for a second. Drag his green screen over just a hair because look at look at the <laughs> right now over your other shoulder, right there. So go show, show everyone the magic. Way. Lower that. Lower that. No, okay. He's gonna fix it up. Watch it. Boom. Perfect. Ooh, there we go. Didn't even look like he moved it. That's amazing. Yeah. Is it a um, rare okay. thing that I ever two weeks in a row have the same background? I swear. <laughs> no, it's I rare. Never, I never had. We should have. We should have took a screenshot yeah. of his gym background and just put it on the green. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Okay, but seriously, there's two little things I want to say. Uh, we'll take two minutes to do, but first of all, you guys will be surprised to hear. I am starting to round the corner on not caring about ratings. Whoa. And when I say that, I mean specifically on, I'm going with like even round ratings at this point. I'm starting to move around the corner on it. I still think they're a general guideline for how somebody played, but here's why I'm rounding the corner. I don't like feeling like, oh, you know, a 1050 on a course and a 1075 on a course they could be like the same. So here's how I feel. I, and depending on the field and all that we've talked about it, this is all I'm saying. So we're not going to break this down right now. Maybe like a grade scale, like between a thousand and a thousand and fifty is like a B or a B plus, like generally giving ranges. 
So that way you can be like, dude, they played a B round. I'm making up how we'd grade it, but like you could say like that's the range they played. So that way you feel like it's not, oh my, how did Paul get one point higher than so-and-so? It's It wasn't a better round. Like, no, dude, let's just lump them all in on a grading system. That's anyways that we could go on. I Let's, don't know why I'm getting there. We're gonna, but I'm starting to get there. We're gonna, just where I'm just being honest with the listeners. Before we bring in Ezra, we're gonna bring that up later because I want to talk about that with West Virginia when I talk a little bit about West Virginia later. Um, so okay. we are gonna we're we're gonna bring up a little ratings talk tonight. Unfortunately, it's a subject that we all oh, just maybe. love talking West about. Virginia. Maybe we Anyways. will. And then the other one, world starts in two one. days, and we gotta talk about ratings. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. The other one here, and this is just basic news but worth sharing the disc golf pro tour had mandated budget cuts and four employees from the what i'll call more or less the content creation side um you may have heard the name jamie thomas he was the um content design i believe manager um is how you would say that and or not design content development manager um and others uh, Corey Morell, you might recognize that name. And then I recognize other names from there. So they no longer employed there, which is obviously a bummer for them. Um, I'm sure the Disc Golf Pro Tour didn't want to do this, but their hand wasn't forced. I'm not trying to say that. I mean, well, maybe their hand was forced. I don't know their financial situation. We know that that was obviously a struggle for them. Like finances, that was a big part of why they did the whole United series and everything else. So just throwing it out there. It's something to think about. I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. It's the end of the year-esque. Esque, you know what I mean? We're getting close, mm -hmm. so maybe they're just making plans for what the future looks like. I don't know what that is. Just throwing it out there. And then finally, stay tuned, everybody. One of these future episodes between now and probably the next month, we're giving away two pairs of VIP US. DGC. Holy smokes. That was a lot of letters. VIP, very important person, uh, United States Disc Golf Championship tickets. That's awesome. Um, we appreciate that the USDGC has gifted those to us to give away to you. Uh, we value that people see there's value here in giving away tickets. So stay tuned. We're going to come up with a way to do that. And it's probably going to be during a live episode. So stay tuned. All oh, right. Yeah. There we go. So let's go ahead if you're ready, I think you're ready, Ben. So if that's the case, yeah, there it is. Go ahead and welcome to the show, Ezra Robinson. Yes. Ezra Robinson, can you hear up, us? Ezra? Yeah, I hear you. All right, we hear you too. Oh, you Funny enough, he's even got the AirPods in. Usually we have bad luck with the AirPods, but uh, it seems like they're working right now. So. I had him do the Hey Evan sound check, and uh, nice. I could hear him. <laughs> nice. So. We've had on your brother a small handful of times. And I don't usually go out of my way to point this out. I don't know, I don't know if we've ever done this, but I think when we had him on the show the first time, Idle Wild win, I said, who's better, you or your brother? And he said, me. However, now I'm setting it up to say what I've seen out of you at Northwoods, and this is just from my perspective as a humble like consumer of disc golf, was so impressive that I'm I was blown away and I said how have I not been like aware of your skill level so something between then and now and what you're continuing to do and then this win so tell us like how does this win feel and have you been performing your best in the last few months man yeah um I'm still over the moon about this win um I've been playing pretty decent since Portland and um just 
for it to click and for me to finally get the win, I was in contention at um, uh, the Des Moines Challenge and then also again at Lunchstone. And I was like, oh, you got to get one. And I finally got one. So that's that just completes the season for me. Hold on um, one second. Hold on one second. That was good. I got you after that part. Uh, ben, yeah. I told you how to do this, so you, you didn't fix it yet. Go into his audio settings in the control panel Yep. and turn off the um, echo cancellation. It's under one of those drop downs under his, his, his calling. Every uh, so, like seven seconds when you're talking, Ezra, this very, very deep voice kind of just like plunges in really quick. And so it's actually hilarious to listen to, but we want to make sure that everyone hears you. Did you find that, Ben? Yeah, on video. Yeah, he's good. Okay, go ahead, Ezra. It just... should be good. If, if it's not, we'll, we'll, we'll go again. But so yeah. you've been playing well. You got this win. So you feel like you're playing your best. Yeah, no, um, this is my first full year on tour, and it is going way better than I expected. Is my sound doing well? Yeah, you're, yes. good. you're killing it. Good. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so it was, it's just been way more than I expected um, because I quit my real job, or real job, um, <laughs> uh to uh to take a chance and go on tour and it's it's working out but um yeah no i feel like i'm ending well and um what was the other half of your question well i i had mentioned so i had the the win obviously how does that mm -hmm. feel it's the first one um at a pro tour your first year touring <laughs> like how does this one settle with you um it it feels great i know um a lot of the field that is normally at these events weren't um, because of worlds and everything, but I don't feel like it takes away from my, my win. I'm, you know, win, a win is a win and it's really hard to win um, out at the pro tour. So it feels really good. And just, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't have a word. It, it just feels amazing. And I'm still, still over the moon about it. So <laughs> you played well, uh, yeah. but you're also smarter than everybody else. I mean, Nick chooses the events by the fields too. He's like, I, yeah. I want to go win a pro tour. <laughs> Nick I mean, looks at me funny. <laughs> dude, so, oh, well, I was just about to say this, like what, what was that event classified as right? A silver series, a disc golf pro tour, silver yeah. series event. Ezra Robinson is now a winner on the disc golf pro yes. tour. I don't care if no one showed up, if he went and played that event and it's a disc golf pro tour event, he won it. He's a disc golf pro tour champion. Now, obviously that's never going to happen where no one shows up, but you know, a week before worlds, you got people traveling. They want to get to worlds a little bit early and get the practice in, but a win is still a win. Um, whether it's an A tier, B tier, C tier, you get to say you won this specific event. You won a silver series event. And so for everyone saying, you know, Oh, we, strength of field and everything like that that are who's all saying those, that, all those people no, 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 i'm just wondering like all those people Maddie, saying that Maddie, are just people that Maddie are never going to there. win like, on the pro tour yeah maddie o was there that i don't care to your to your point nick and to what evan ezra was saying like i don't care you're you're a winner you you had to earn yeah. it as you said ezra plus his brother um, just something said i'm never chat. something i'm never yeah. gonna do and that, that that's actually probably more of a this like me yeah. trying to compare myself to never even doing it like yeah <laughs> but his brother just said but, too he was like no one was beating ezra this week i mean dude popped off a nine or excuse me a 1092 rated final round and i don't care if you don't yeah. like the ratings or not if someone says you shot a 1090 rated round you absolutely filleted a course and not many people are doing that week in and week out which you know you pretty mm -hmm. much did this past weekend i mean you won the event by six over third or second place and then third by 16 is that what it was okay yeah so i have to ask the question I have to ask the question. Okay. 
be as honest as possible. The competitor and you might not let this happen, but like, Who's the better player? You or your brother? I was going to ask this. And who's it, better right don't, now? Don't worry about being. Don't worry about yeah. being mean here. Like, be honest and transparent with your perspective. Man, okay. Um, I would say right now. <laughs> yes. Dang, he's going to kill me. Um, I, I, I would have to say me, based on the last five tournaments. There you go. And Let's like go. Have, having to win. You know, is all the more motivation, and you know, just I know I can do it now, and he sh- he should be scared. Yeah, dude. So again, yeah. kudos to you. The performance I saw at Northwoods, which I'm so glad they're able to broadcast, and I'm glad you're able to be yeah. on the lead card. <laughs> did you did you feel like you were playing out of your mind, or were you just like, dude, everything's going right, or like what? Because I remember like it was just amazing play by you. Yeah, no, um, I felt like I was playing, well, in the past years, I've shot, like, I think the year before, I was, I don't think I cashed. I think I went, like, plus nine and plus four out there. So, like, it felt really good to get a grip on the course, and I felt like, I felt like I was playing pretty good, maybe not out of my mind, but just hitting consistent shots and not getting into a lot of trouble. That was a big thing. Yeah, the uh, the it chats make bad. me laugh right now because your brother and Alden are in the chat, and I'm just gonna every so often keep popping it up. But Isaac goes, "Did I not destroy you at D-Glow? And then Alden goes, "Even I beat you at D-Glow. So, oh no, you know, you got people saying we're you're prettier. You know, well, yeah. So Jordan we're Lynn's go earlier back said the younger brother is always better, right? the younger siblings always better. So we we got some 100. Oh, yeah, pretty good chat going on right now. And and just real quick to Alden. Um, with the next ratings update, I'm definitely passing him. Just saying. Ooh, there we so, go. He's only he's only two ahead of me. Yeah. So they're gonna be little keyboard keyboard warriors right now. They're yeah. gonna start getting back at you. But you're live on the Nick and Matt show, so yeah. we'll take the clip from back when um, Isaac was on after Idlewild, and I said who's better, and he'll say him. And then we'll take this clip and we'll say who's better, and you say you, and we'll make a reel out of it. And we'll let the people decide. Exactly. We'll let the people decide. So That'll worlds, work. are you up at Smuggler's Notch right now? I am. I got there today. Okay. What do you think of it? And how many times have you played up there? Yeah. What do you think? I've been up here once and it was three years ago and I played the course with two discs. Nice. Probably uh, not the best decision, but we'll give it to you. No, no, it was all I had. Um, But I played majority of Brewster, I think today. And I love it. I love it. It's perfect. Um, it, every hole I can throw my green F one that I've been throwing all over Northwoods all over last week, and it, that's that's yeah danger for everybody else hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you said you could pretty much throw it on every hole. You lean on it heavily, heavily, especially mm-hmm. in the woods. Yes, especially in the woods. Um, so you're going into worlds you just had a win you just got through the majority of brewster um so have you played fox run before again only with two discs okay so. all right. that's all right fox runs the best course in the world hands down in my yeah. opinion so i've, I've not, watched a lot of coverage yeah <laughs> what um tell me this uh, and i got one funny question first and then i got a more serious question but i'll ask a funny one first are you guys the okay. best brother duo in disc golf right now oh snap 
by far. Yeah. By far. Right now, yeah. yeah. I think definitely now. Definitely now. Maybe maybe about a year ago, maybe. I think the Sextons could have given us a run. Um, the Ulibaris probably. Yep. But after this year, then nobody's catching us. All right. Yeah. So I, I need to somehow make this happen. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I literally want to have a siblings like the Manhano sisters, the Lynn sisters, the Lynn twins. I want to get all these siblings and I want a massive competition. I want to decide who is the best, the best sibling combo, because I mean, Paul Macbeth, no slouch in disc golf. His brother is also a great, more local player. But you can't count out Paul. Nick, just in can general. we modify it? Sure. Can we modify it to like mixed family doubles? So like it could be a father son. It could be brothers. Father son. Yeah. Like who's mother, the best? Who's the best father son duo? Who's the best father daughter duo? Mother son, mother daughter. I mean, like shoot, Colbert Allen's mom plays disc golf. <laughs> the they might be the best mother son duo. They are. And now for my real question. Um, what has it been the last few events that, and I guess kind of this year in general that your game has just clicked, you're, you know, growing into an incredible player, finally got the silver series win. Like what all of a sudden I feel like you just popped off. Where'd this come from? Yeah. Um, so the first half of the year, I really lacked confidence. I was really doubting that I should even be out here. Um, you know, I kind of, I, I mean, I had a pretty decent job at home and, um, you know, so it was a big step to drop that and um, take a chance. Um, and so that was kind of like that definitely played into some of, you know, my first few rounds, you know, where it's just like, oh, if I don't make this putt or make this shot, then I'm not making as much money as I could. And then I, you know, I might not be able to stay out here. Um, but once I kind of got over that, um, I started clicking and then I started practicing a lot more. And then it just got so comfortable. and it would seem like I could hardly shoot a bad round and then it just, the momentum just keeps going forward and forward. And yeah, so that's, that's been just more practice and um, more confidence. <laughs> more nice. faith in myself, <laughs> I guess. No, hell yeah. Did you pick up disc golf the same time, like as a family, like as Isaac, we know of Isaac better than you based off of again, recency bias, but now it's kind of starting to switch. Watch out, Isaac. <laughs> Did you guys pick yeah. it up about the same time? We did, and um, he will he will tell you as well. He did not like it as much as I did mm -hmm. growing up. Um, I would always want to go out to play. He would always stay home, um, or not want to go. Um, but then you know, I think our competitive drive. He was like, "All right, you know, I'm tired of losing," you know. So he stepped up his game, and he could always throw further than me growing up. So I would rely on my up shots, and I would have to, you know, all that. But like once he got rolling i got rolling and then we just kept it going ever since and we've had many a good georgia c tier georgia c tier battles um but yeah we picked it up about the same time but okay. what's um what's your travel situation like when you're out on the road right now are you van lifing you said this is your first year fully on tour you quit your real job are you van lifing flying what are you doing yeah um so we bought a van and uh, we've been, we lived out of it for the first half of the year. And then now we started doing like host homes. Mm -hmm. So we'll like make a post in the Facebook pages for the disc golf communities for the next tournament. And then um, people will offer like as a bedroom or something like that. And um, the van just got pretty small. Mm -hmm. And like we, we like, we're tired of going to Planet Fitness every day to shower and yeah. stuff like that. 
So, and, and I'm traveling with my wife. So that's, that's a big part of it too. You know, two people in such a small area is and, uh, speak- so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And speaking of the posts that you're talking about, I actually just saw it on the way over here um, in the Massachusetts disc golf page, your wife had posted. So for any of our Massachusetts yeah. <laughs> listeners around the Maple Hill area, if you got a spot at your house, hit up the Robinsons, go check out the post on Massachusetts disc golf. Um, it's there. I, I would happily host you. I think I already have like eight people at my parents' house right now. And it's good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it gets more and more cramped every single year. But we have a cookout, so you'll oh, yeah. have to come to the cookout and hang out. But um, Absolutely. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, just a night of not having to cook. That's always been our yes. biggest thing is we want to give the touring players just time to relax. Uh, what's your what's your practice like when you're out on the road right now touring? Yeah. Um, just um, like after each practice round, I'll putt for a while and then um. Depending, I really have it down now to where I can tell in a practice round what shots aren't working for me and what, like, I need to practice. So if, like, my up shots are terrible in my practice rounds, then I'll go practice those. If I, you know, just I pick and choose what I practice now. Um, so that that's really saved a lot of time. And I feel like hitting, like, the main points in my game that need work. So, yeah, I just try to do that after every practice round. All right. Um, so we don't know a lot about your contract situation because you weren't like a large, big player getting that announced where everyone's chomping at the bit. Um, the more you start playing and shining at these tournaments, the more that starts coming up, obviously, for players to be like, hey, maybe I earn or deserve more. Like, do you have a current contract? And like, when is that set to expire and, and even consider negotiations going forward? Yeah. Um, so yes, I am in a current contract and I have, I have to finish out this year. Then I have one more year. So I'll be free in 2025. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And I yeah. mean, so gr- great start for you then. I mean, to start really demonstrating consistency, that'll, that will lead to a much larger contract. So hopefully, yeah. you know, you keep it up and next year you're able to keep doing that. <laughs> um, you are with prodigy, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. All I can say is it was a big weekend for Prodigy um, with obviously yeah. Chantel, another Prodigy uh, teammate over there, and you taking it down. Uh, how can people support you while you're out on tour? I have to believe there's got to be a way. Selling discs or what else can they do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, first of all, just following me on social media. Um, I only do Instagram, really. Um, and then, like... I, I normally carry around some like custom stamp discs and stuff. Um, but I am in the works with um a little retail store, Ozark Mountain Discs, and we're coming up with um like a signature stamp kind of thing for my win. So um and then I think I think Prodigy's gonna be dropping something soon. So very cool. Just be on the lookout for that and yeah. And then oh yeah. I Whoa. Oh, oh no! Flip Hold the on, camera yeah, sideways. You flipped your phone. He, it flipped. The camera so, flipped. Hold he on, Isaac. Can us. you hear us? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. Can you hear? Can he you hear me? Hear no, he's not hearing us. T- uh, take Ezra, him down yeah. then for a minute. Do you hold on take one second, down. Ezra? Um, can do you, you hear have his us? number or Instagram? No. Instagram. Right. You want me to call him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give him a quick text over Instagram. Just tell him to jump out and come in. Bye, Ezra. Yeah. Hold on one second. 
No, like just take down the like go to two yeah. uppers, three up. Evans. <clears throat> go three up if you can. All right. So I have one final we'll good question for him too. Can yeah, you, we'll can see you if we call can get on Instagram. Is that a thing? Yeah, I'll call. Yeah, try calling him on Instagram really quick. Um, I have a question actually. I was thinking about this earlier today. Why do they say West by God, Virginia? Does anyone know? Hello? You ever heard you ever uh, heard that I saying? Do not know. I got him on the phone. I've never, you, are we just, just doing it phone? No, no, no. Just okay. just tell him to He could do um, it through the microphone. That's fine. No, just tell him to jump We're just out and come back, into, come the back into the to the link that I yeah. sent you. Yeah, true. Thank you. <laughs> and don't yeah, flip his phone. And don't um, flip your phone. Oh, chat. I'll ask we you guys this before everyone comes back on. It. But uh, why do they say West by God, Virginia? Is that like a good thing to say? Or I don't know. I've seen people post and they say like that West like, by God, Virginia. But the people saying it are saying like it in a, a good way. Yeah, it sounds like, thank goodness, we're not Virginia anymore. I, I, I don't no know. Clue. But that's what I want to know. Like one of my friends posted and he was like, you know, I got stuck in West by God, Virginia. You know, things could be worse, though, you know, technically because he loves that place. Ezra, can you I hear think us? he was probably just literally saying, like, yes. okay, in West by God, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But Ezra, we are good to go. You can hear us now? Yes. Okay, cool. When you flip your that phone like weird. that, you sometimes it just randomly cuts out the AirPods. We still don't know why. But, anyways, um, I guess my final question that I wanted to ask you was you're a Georgia native. You started playing disc golf in Georgia. Um, and we're kind of hitting that East Coast swing now. Actually, we are hitting that East Coast swing coming from the Midwest. Is this, in your eyes, kind of the best part of the season? Do you think they're the best courses? Or are you are you a fan of playing the big golf courses? No, I really like, yeah, East Coast. Um, you know, I like, I like playing some golf courses. But, like, when you're playing against, like, I mean, like, all those guys who can just throw so far so consistent and i just i just i mean i throw decently far far enough to you know be all right but i can't do it that far in all every shot no it's it's just not my game how far flat ground do you think you throw i don't even know hold on on. (laughs) did wait wait did he say a number did you say a number no no no. okay This is this is the this is the thirty second version of Judge that disc golfer. Nice. Get the chat Let's in go. on this. Chat. We're gonna ask him the question: How far he can throw a disc? You have to answer in the chat. Whoever's closest, get you know pride. That's all yeah. it is. We're not gonna go we'll prize. Say, for we'll say one. you're but, awesome. So we used to ask people all the time, and we may bring the segment back. Judge that disc golfer, but we're doing that for Ezra right now. Intern Ben, come up with a number, Ezra. You got a number in your head? What are you gonna say? Come up with a number. If we said, how far can you throw? Okay. Okay, you got a number? Yeah, I got it. We don't, we're not going to measure it. We're just looking for your answer. So, intern Ben, okay. what do you say? Uh, Max distance? Uh, no, okay, how I, far can he throw? Five, 475. Farther than Isaac. 475. I was going to say, I'm going, that's all Alden. Alden. Alden said further than Isaac, and then Isaac said 550. So, I'm going with like 538. I was going to say 525. Yeah. Oh. 538 for Nick, 525 for me. What do you say, Evan? 550 is my guess. If Alden's saying that, I think Ezra's going to go higher. So I'm going to say 570. No, he can't change his answer. Whatever it was, Ezra. Oh, that's true. I'll stick with 570. Head. Who cares? I'm going to be okay. right. My answer was 495. Oh, no, get out, dude. You, I, I heard it? you just parked a 520 foot hole at this course. Was so, it downhill? Was I right, right? It was a roller. Wait, were wow. you? I think you were. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's your max distance. Then. It's a roller, I guess. I was right. 475. <laughs> I was the closest. No, no, he said 495. Like, I said 525. You won by five if my math's quick. <laughs> okay. I should have said like 490 
seven and a half. Yeah, then then yeah, right. what the, <laughs> imagine a tiebreaker on judging distance. <laughs> Anyways, Ezra, we've taken up enough of you guys' time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck at Worlds. We're very, very excited to get you back on the podcast soon. We want to know more about you and uh kick some ass up there. Enjoy it now that you don't only have two discs. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you around in our neck of the woods here soon too. And um, I'll, I've sent out a few messages seeing your request for the local area. So hopefully you find a spot too. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Have a good one. And Take we'll be rooting for you up there at World, man. Awesome. Take Thank it you guys down, so bro. Peace. <laughs> we'll do. All right. Peace. Talk to you. See you guys. Peace out. Bye. All right, everybody. If he says that he only throws four ninety five, dude, I'm throwing like three seventy right now. Yep. <laughs> I think Legit. I'm throwing like two sixty. I want to do yeah, and maybe it'd be a bad idea, but I think it could be a really fun idea. I'm gonna bring out my rangefinder and I'm gonna do a tournament. It's not like fully a distance tournament, it's saying how far you can throw. And I gotta come up with one some system that makes it so people want to throw as far as they can. But they also have to get like say how far they can throw. Mm -hmm. So like it, you know what I mean? They're like, I can throw, and they yeah. have to say before they go, and then they have to do it. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. I just want to, and this is kind of directed at Lance B. You just posted on a YouTube chat saying, "No, Miss Frisbee, what a crime!" Every single event that we have, we try to get both winners on every single week. Now it doesn't work out like that. Fortunately, we are usually able to get one of the two winners. Unavailable um, worlds. Practice unavailable. Round. She, yeah, she's practicing worlds right now. Um, so we weren't able to get her on. But anyone that wins and we don't get them on right after the event, we do consistently try to get them on. I mean, shoot, look how long it took to get Chris and Tatar on. I think she won like forty events before we actually got her on. So, anyways, we did really, really try to get her on, but um, she's practicing right now. Which, not gonna lie, is a damn good excuse because. They're up Makes in Virginia, sense. or excuse me, Vermont, and it's the most heavenly place to go to in the U.S. So, anyways. All right, let's go ahead and bring in, if we're ready, Ben, we got our other uh, yeah. on-the-course analyst. Ready. Yes, sir. All right, let's bring him in. Welcome to the show, everybody. Nate Perkins, Perks of Disc Golf on social media. Nate we go back a little while, first year of the Pro Tour, I, I met you and we uh, caught up on all things disc golf. You helped out with kids disc golf for a while in our connection here. And you toured for quite a while until recently, but people are going to be most familiar as of late, like as of the year, the last year or so, seeing you on the course, uh, talking disc golf during a Disc Golf Network broadcast. Um, how's that going for you, man? Yeah, well... First, good, good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, Nick. Thanks, and sir. Thank you good so much you. for ha having me on the show. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and I, I appreciate the invitation. And uh, to answer your question, Matt, I, I love working with the Disc Golf Network. Uh, I've dedicated most of my 20s to this game, and it's given me so much. It's I've been able to travel the world and meet so many amazing people and and really find myself through through disc golf so i'll forever be thankful for it and yeah right now uh disc golf network is going going pretty well i feel uh passionate about uh being one of the storytellers uh on the network and i would say it's uh it's going really well and i hope for more opportunities in the future yeah so 
you we brought you on for a few reasons you you are relevant talking disc golf with the disc golf network on the course it's the guy you are you know the game in and out i'm pretty familiar with some of your rounds on brewster ridge you've shot i know it's changed i know it's modified but like there have been times you've shot 10 down or more on brewster right or give me give me correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like that's some of your good rounds there yeah at the uh well the last time the world championships was played here uh i shot one round at eight under par and then round four I actually shot the, the hot round uh of the entire tournament um at, at brewster i shot an 11 under par and uh, got myself onto the chase card so that's still probably my my best achievement in disc golf is you know playing on the chase card at worlds in the final round uh with I played with Paul Macbeth uh, the final round at Worlds, so that's uh, something that I'll hold on to forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you are you in a are you in a van right now? I am in a van, of course. Dude, you legit setup. I mean, like this is going in our top ten for like best. This is ten out of ten right setup. Like we're talking top yeah. three at this point of just. Uh, you also have there was another a great just speaking voice, talking voice in general. It's. <laughs> You know, it's very good. And your microphone your, just adds so much more setup? to it. Yes, this is this is my own setup. Wow, nice Thank dude. We had Nate Doss, Valerie Jenkins join pre-worlds. Mm -hmm. Was it last year? They cheated they though. They used the, the DGM booth. DGM studio. Yeah. Like it was like oh, legit. That's legit. The He's one good. over country club, mm -hmm. like the one up in the glass windows in the back. Like we're like, welcome to the show, Nate and Valerie. That's so sweet. <laughs> So cool. That. This is your own setup. I just was like, wow, good job. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's get into the world's talk a little bit here. We brought yeah, you in because you just, you just gave us your experience on those courses and to your, and we're back there again. So we're at smugglers notch. A lot of the players talk about it as their absolute favorite. I mm -hmm. think you see a lot between smugglers notch. You see a lot, say uh, maple Hill. So we're in this neck of the woods. Um, but man, what does it take? It sounds obvious because you have Fox Run and, Sm and Brewster, but what does it take? We saw Greg Marsby win. What does it take yep. to play these courses and win? Because Paige Shue, Greg Marsby, I mean, but you mm -hmm. also have the regulars always in contention. So, like, what is it about these courses that lends it to that type of, like, result? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think the one of the stats that we can look, look at that can – kind of explain to us why it feels like it's anyone's game at these courses is the average distance to birdie. Um, most of the courses that we see out on tour, the average distance to birdie, you know, is, is, is really high. And here at Brewster and Fox run, it's, it's much lower than, than some of the other elite courses around the tour. And, you know, not saying that a player like Paige Shue or Greg Barsby can't like rip on the disc. Um, but when when we're not just trying to throw 500 feet to, to score out there, it, it really brings so many more names in into the picture. And, it you know, Fox Run and Brewster, they both hold on to something really special that I feel like we're kind of losing in the game. And that's like the technical aspect of the game. There's there's really not. A hole out there where where you don't have to be really conscious about your angle and and really intentional with with your shape so that would be my you know short answer to why it feels like it's anyone's game i think that's what yeah. i've always and that i might be a little biased with it maybe that's because you know 
Brewster Ridge and Fox Run, it's my, my favorite place to go to. And I say it almost every single week, I'd feel like. But um, you kind of bring up a great point where the distance at those courses is not insanely required. Like the hardest distance mm-hmm. holes on those courses are probably 16 on Fox Run because it's two very, very good shots. Maybe hole mm-hmm. seven down the hill. But the par threes at those courses are what I think par three should be. They are technical. There are some long ones like hole five on Fox run is a very, very hard shot to hit. And especially because yep. more often than not, I feel like almost every single time I've played it, it's a pretty solid headwind and it makes that shot just that much more difficult. But in general, every single one of those par threes is reachable for every single top touring professional that are, that are in our game right now. That is in our game right now. Excuse me. Um, any changes to the courses? This was something I was actually very curious about. I've heard one of them being over on Fox Run on hole 12, but can you kind of give us a layout of the courses? Any changes? Um, I actually have not seen the the property yet. I was just working the broadcast oh. in Rochester, and so I'm still making my way over there and uh, pulled over to set up this booth. Um, so just to be honest, I have not seen the changes and I'm really looking forward to seeing that new hole 12. Uh, I heard, I believe they changed it from a par four. Uh, I believe it's now an extended par three. And they they had a lot planned for Brewster. Uh, Jeff Spring was uh, filling me in, in in some detail about what what their plans were, but they just didn't get, didn't get things done in time for this tournament. So mm-hmm. Brewster looks looks really similar. Oh, okay. So I thought it was actually going to go the opposite direction. I thought hole 12 was going to move into a par five where you're teeing off up okay. on the dam. That's what I thought was the original place cool. was you tee off on top of the dam and then it takes about two shots to get to where the bridge is. And then that last shot going up and over um, to the basket itself. But uh, I'm also Can't totally to wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, whatever, whoever's posting up some practice rounds, I'll definitely check them out. And then I'm heading up on Friday and I can't wait. But um, the... Because you've you've done this as a player and you've also done it as a commentator and just a DGN aspect right now out mm-hmm. on the courses. What is that atmosphere like at the World Championships? And do you feel when you see people in their practice rounds or even the tournament rounds, mm-hmm. do you just feel like the World Championships, all these players are just locked in? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, if if you look at things, uh, if if it didn't have the name the World Championships, and, and you just you know you looked at the the looked at it from a different perspective it would just be like another tournament right i mean players are players are just traveling from the the city they're just going they're signing up they're practicing like everything really is the same uh and even with the the event itself i mean not a lot changes with you know what what goes in of course you know uh there's a little bit more money that goes in and you know we play five rounds instead of the typical three or sometimes four but what really changes from my perspective is the way that the players approach it because it is that title and because of the implications of that title and you know what what it does to to an athlete i mean it it validates everything that they've that they've been working for and it just it it enables you in in so many ways and it's just still the, the the ultimate title and that's kind of a, a a topic of debate in itself of whether or not we should put one major kind of above the rest. Um, you know, other other sports don't 
don't really do that. I mean, you know, tennis, you could say Wimbledon is the, is the ultimate golf. You could say, you know, the masters, but in the end, when we look at, when we look at the great players, like we count their total majors and we're getting there in disc golf, but I think we put an excess, almost an excess amount of weight on becoming a world champion and not enough weight on just becoming a major champion. Mm -hmm. Um, Having said that, right now, 2023, I feel that the players are just absolutely uh, bringing bringing their their focus to this. Uh, not not only just on on their practice days and in the tournament, but leading up to this. I mean, you've heard a player like Ricky Wysocki talk in his interviews that all these tournaments are just in preparation for worlds. Even Macbeth talking about in Europe, he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm tweaking things uh, before, before we go to Vermont. Mm-hmm. So the reason it's different is because the players know how big a world title is, what it does for them, what it does for their entire career. So you can definitely feel that in the air. Um, and you'll, you'll feel it if, if you're watching, you, um, on the network, whether you're watching on post, you, you'll kind of feel a different tension in the air in Vermont. Could it be argued that when the press conference starts for this year, that Ricky will say, and eh, this doesn't matter much. The points matter more. I, isn't that what we heard last year? Like some, and, some and type him of talking about the consistency that? throughout the year, not mm-hmm. just so solely focused on the one tournament. <laughs> Rick was, it was, it was a, it was definitely a point of discussion and it felt like a little jab at Macbeth. Like, Hey, like I'm the best consistent player in the world. You can have all the world titles you want. And so what was interesting this year, Ricky this year in one of his social media posts a week or two ago, whether it was like a Freudian type slip dish situation, he left worlds out of his upcoming events. He's like, I'm getting ready for like, you know, the playoffs and MVP and the championship. And he didn't put worlds in there and people were like freaking out. So he re-edited his post and put worlds in there. So all I'm saying is you're right. Absolutely, Nate. But Rick's a different character. I hope he gets another one if that's what he can do. But um, so everyone's vying for this. They want it. It changes your disc golf career. I I don't know if there's any way around it. Some Mm -hmm. do more with it than others, but in this current state of disc golf, it's, it's life changing to get a world title. Well, I think like Nate was saying earlier, it it solidifies your legacy in the sport. I mean, let's say, yeah, I'm going to pick on Greg Barsby really quick because he's an awesome dude. And I know he could, you know, kind (laughs) of take a joke, but Greg Barsby wins worlds in 2018. Now he could never win worlds again, the rest of his career and not even win an elite series event the rest of his year. But guess what? In 2018 at smugglers notch, Greg Barsby won the world championships. James Conrad in Utah won the world championships. And you can talk Eric McCabe um, won the world championships in 2010. Like you can talk about these players who are kind of one-time world champions, but they are solidified in disc golf history you cannot forget that they are a world champion because it's just it's there it's written down it's done they they won that tournament and we were just talking about it with ezra robinson he won a silver series he won a disc golf pro tour event you can't take it away from him i don't care if the pro tour ceases to exist tomorrow he still won a disc golf pro tour event um here's here's some here's some concluding questions for you because we we know that you have an opinion i don't know i mean you're an on-the-course analyst. Maybe you're supposed to keep some of these opinions private. But if you had to at least talk about some favorites, like in your mind. Oh, I was straight up going to ask him in five we're rounds all have Yeah. Yeah, we're going to all have different takes. But like, do you have any standouts besides the like 
Oh, like, is there a favorite this year? That's crazy question. Okay, G give us give us maybe who you think, Nate, if you have any like dark horse type picks on the Matt, Nick and Matt, so we like say wild horse picks for like uh, FPO yeah. or MPO. What are you thinking before we let you go? Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't think there's clear favorites. Let's let's start with the actually let's start with the FPO division. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a clear favorite in the the FPO division in in Kristen Tatar. And, you know, I, I, I feel like own Scoggins chance are, are really well, are really good. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, I think Missy Gannon, it has, has, has really good odds there. And, you know, I feel like it's not so much of a wild horse, uh, wild horse pick, but I, I'm going to go with uh Holland Hanley for a wild horse, even though she's, you know, obviously one of the most talented players in the world. And, uh, you know, she's mid nine seventies rated. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I feel like Kristen Tatars. It, it's hard to argue the case against her. I think if you if you zoom in on her final round at the European Championship, um, we didn't actually get uh, her the full story from what actually happened. Uh, I mean, obviously there was some misfortune there, but um, she missed a lot of putts. She threw OB a lot, and she she really she seemed to kind of collapse mentally. We haven't seen that from her um, in. You know two full seasons so i'm curious uh, what kind of trauma she's going to have from that if any at all and yeah moving on to the mpo yeah. though yeah. uh wild horse pick i'm gonna go andrew marweed wow like and yeah. uh, um as far as at the top you know i'd love to i'd love to you know touch on paul mcbeth a little bit because i I really felt like his his European swing kind of um, reinvigorated his love for the game, and you know he 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 won all those European tournaments, and then you know he showed up for the big one there in Norway when all the Americans came over, and everyone was kind of wondering if if his wins against all the Europeans uh, how how it was going to translate when the actual when the tour came over, and he just absolutely dominated, and. I'm really curious how he's kind of responded from this injury at the European Open. Obviously, he was injured before the event started. He didn't tell anybody. And mm -hmm. so the performance that we saw, we were all just kind of underwhelmed and wondering what, what's going on. But, of course, he let us know he was injured uh, before, the, before the event even started. So, obviously, it's a big question mark there if, uh, if he's 100%. But if he is, it's hard to you know it's really hard to count them out obviously first and second at the top that was it is it the last 10 so yeah hard to count that guy out as much as i've personally said i don't think he's gonna do another one the field's just too too strong these days the odds are kind of against him you know he he's proved us wrong so I, I, I there's just so many names that are just you know obvious ones i feel like calvin heimberg mm -hmm. and um calvin heimberg has to be you know statistically the favorite and then you know, Gannon Burr, I, yeah, it's, uh, those are <laughs> this, some, it could be anybody's names, game. It's what it sounds like. It they're, sounds like they're, they're, they're marginally favorites, you know, by, by fractions of a percent before right. the round has started. Um, one thing I want to key in on that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is, you know, something that I've experienced at, at, at Vermont is the, just the variance in, in round one. Like if, are we starting on Fox, Nick? Are you uh, aware? For, for pool a i'm assuming they're going to go fox brewster fox brewster yeah. fox is what i would assume for pool yeah. a it's and brewster fox 
Brewster Fox Fox. That, I'm sorry, there that 100 is what I actually meant to say. Was Brewster? They end cool. two rounds Fox I'm in sure a row. You did. Sorry, I, cool. yeah. Look, I was talking about the B pool because that's normally what I play in. But yeah, Evan, excuse me. Thank you so much. Funny. Well, so that that even uh, it's even more important about what I'm going to bring up because the the variance in 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 the temperature and how like slick those pads are because they they are pavers out at Brewster and and if you get if you get hit with uh, with an early tea time it can be really difficult and we've seen that in years past where you know at the GMC where a player who's kind of coming in as a favorite they're playing early in the morning and you know it, it's hard you guys know it's hard to throw a disc when your mm -hmm. fingers are cold and those tea pads get pretty wet and it just kind of it 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 lowers your chances of going hot and i think you have to go hot. I think 10, 10 down per round average is going to be necessary for you to be in contention here. I feel like the winner is going to be 52 under par after five rounds. Mm -hmm. oh, he just comes out giving us exact yeah. numbers. Wonderful. So really appreciate your insight, giving us some things to think about for sure. Um, you're there right now on the premise. I'm actually, I just picked up my girlfriend in Montreal and I have not crossed back across the border. So I'm about an hour and a half from, okay. from Vermont. Well, well, good luck getting across the border. I just talked to two Canadians who came down for a Maple Hill event and they said they had to sit three hours. So Jeez. hopefully that's not for you. <laughs> hopefully it's not for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Matt, why yeah. did you say that? It's like three and a half hours. Shoot. Um, just yeah. giving you a heads up. Um, but no, we appreciate you coming on, Nate. And um, are you doing any on the ground stuff during Worlds? Or are you not a part of that? You're taking it in. You're playing, I'm sure. Or maybe you're not. I don't know. Yeah, so I've, I've been on the Disc Golf Network grind for, you know, all season. And uh, I'm actually taking off and I'm, I'm competing here at okay. this world. So Good for you. My, fa my father and my grandfather are coming up. My girlfriend's here. And I'm really just going to take it all in and you know, have fun throwing the disc and uh, watching watching some of my closest friends, uh, you know, enjoy one of the best venues we have. Wild yeah. horse pick, Nate Perkins. There, there we go. go. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thanks <laughs> Nate, for having me on. Nate, best of luck to you out there. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks, Nick. See you guys. All right. Peace. Peace out, Nate. All right. Everybody, Nate Perkins of, well, Perks of Disc Golf at social media but also you see him on disc golf network his, world's, his experience is invaluable bring, bring evan back in yeah bring evan back because worlds in vermont simon playing well at playoff events there are not many better things in disc golf and worlds in vermont is just freaking badass i'm so excited for it. i'm so excited to watch it, it feels so right it feels right dude it feels like we are on a private disc golf course it feels like we are on this awesome resort with two incredible courses that I think are just so enjoyable. Now, for people that don't agree with me on this, I genuinely am curious, genuinely curious, like what don't you like about the courses that the players are about to play? Like, I, I really want to know in the sense of like, I just Ooh. like knowing right. people's in opinions. In the chat, you mean? Yeah, in the chat. Nick, in you, the chat. you want to hear from me? Yeah. I, I love these courses, first of all, but I, okay, I am going to like, you can just I'm going to put there. on my critical hat, which is really easy for me to do. <laughs> yes, as it is. you guys know. Uh, I think this course like was perfect for the 2018 worlds five years since then. I think disc golf's come a whole long way. The field's gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. I think this course, and I'm talking specifically for MPO here. I think it needs to take that next step up, which it, Nate gave us the, the lowdown. It sounded like there were plans mm -hmm. just 
unfortunately didn't get there in time, which understandably a lot going on. Uh, but I think it needs a little bit more. And they, they, they did put in some changes. I know Brewster got a par five now, um, okay. which is pretty incredible. I think the par went up by one. I think Fox runs mostly unchanged, but I do think it, it just, it doesn't need a complete redesign. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. I just, yeah, yeah. I do think like, you know, there's probably like three or four holes that I think just need a little bit of a boost. I think this is, this is still like the premier or one of the premier, uh, venues. courses, venues on yeah. tour. That's absolutely true. I'm not like, I'm not trying to say anything else. This place is fantastic, yeah. but I do think it needs to continue to evolve and continue to grow. And I was excited to possibly see that for worlds this year. It'll still be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless. So riddle me this real right. quick. Um, you know, Vermont smugglers, notch the disc golf courses. It is a pay to play private property. They are disc golf courses. Um, with the pro tour running world, the world championships there and elite series events there every single year. If, you know, let's say, let's say for some odd reason, you know, Fox run couldn't get as much mowing done as they needed to get done. Should the pro tour at that point say like, Hey, don't worry, we are going to hire a landscaper to make sure that course looks absolutely immaculate to, you know, showcase it and everything like that. Should the pro tour put in that extra money to make sure like, and the reason I'm saying this, like, let's say. Let's say Bruce Ridge wanted to go from pavers to all turf tee pads, but it's really hard when you have a crew of maybe a few people working that property every single day. At that point, you know, and shout out to Gage Benson over at Maple Hill and everyone that makes Maple Hill for what it is, because the work that they do there is amazing. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, should the Pro Tour be putting in money to hire, you know, a general contractor to come in or like lumberjacks to come in and get all these things done so that for, yeah, the world championships, we just... It, like no one can complain about it. But you why would I mean? the pro tour do that for the world championships? It's not yeah, because we're also talking be about, well, I, I, I mean, but, I'll say this more so for just because Vermont, every I'm picking on Vermont because one okay. world is there. And then two, it's an elite series event every single year. It's not like, you know, so here's my thought, mm-hmm. private venue. And that's the way the whole tour needs to go. People will boo me because they have a course that's not private. And I apologize because there's nothing, I don't have any ill will towards any of those courses. Nothing even comes to mind. I'm just speaking out about like where eventually we'll get. And if that's the case, then yes, either there's a contract agreement Mm -hmm. with the venues to be at a certain standard or level. And if a request is made by the pro tour and the venue can't reach it, well, hopefully they do good negotiations. I mean, to get to that point, but I think, yeah, to your point, Nick, eventually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like, Vermont, uh, Bruce Ridge and Fox Run, I, I can't imagine that they're pulling anywhere near the numbers that Maple Hill pulls in every single day when it comes to people actually playing the courses. And especially, I don't know. I, no, I, I agree. I, I agree with you, Nick. Yeah, I, I like, so money-wise, you know, they might not be able to allocate so Dude, much because we're also talking... Smuggler's the, Notch, though, should not just be funded on their disc golf by disc golf participants because they bring in a bank load i'll say it that Agreed, way but they, of they money probably, through they, the the resort but they also probably put that money back into the resort like disc golf gets let's say you know this isn't an amenity dollars yeah exactly i agree and it's a way they to have a the whole water too. park yes water slide yeah. they have like everything I, like, I don't think they put all the money from people who pay to go down the water slide yeah. back into the water slide and you're right because in the summer like that those chairlifts sit empty for most uh resorts yeah. so what do they have yep. to do they try to have scenic uh rides they have to sell the resorts they have a water park they have disc golf course they have uh biking trails all these things to sell it all year long so it's a valuable amenity worlds i'll I'll say a shout out to tabu because he said worlds is a pdga event so maybe they should do it 
Uh, that that's actually a good point. The PDGA is more or what Matt and more, I said. What's that? Yeah, exactly what I said. <laughs> Did you say Literally that? When and you I just your rant, totally both, missed it. Both of me it's that. okay. He oh, tuned God. me out. Yeah, is a is a learned skill from anybody who hangs out with me. So it's all good. sorry. <laughs> it's all funny. Uh, I'm remote, and actually, I'm enjoying it. It's actually easier for me to concentrate when I'm not there with the switches and the controls and all the lights. It's just easier. So, dude, here's why do you the think question: I've been or, doing my job so great. I've never had to yeah, do any of that. Stuff. I still get distracted <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead, man. I've cut you off fifty times yeah, see, now. He's in studio, and he's distracted. See, that's what happens. <laughs> exactly. It's just okay. it's all that's right. What happens? It's okay. Here's here's first question. These are not meant to be long topics. These are more meant to be like quick quick opinion. If it leads somewhere, it does. Will this be the last the last of a first or second place from Macbeth? If you were to place a bet today, a hundred dollar bet, which way do you go? I'll put a thousand I bucks in. It is he is first or second at this event. Oh, how much? A thousand. I'm not thousand. actually going to bet something. Okay, a thousand bucks. Say, but I'll take like, that. Yeah, yeah, let's talk off air, Nick. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, I, I I don't think this is the first event that he gets first. Or uh, let me word that he he is going to place first at this event. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, you get that statter fiction logic. Yeah, man. Exactly. So yeah, Matt, my answer is not yes or no either. It's I can't count him out. Absolutely, it can happen. It's not out of his wheelhouse. He's inspired by worlds. We haven't seen him play in a little bit. And so I feel like if you're actually, actually betting, you're not going to bet that he gets first or second. That's the betting side of me. I'm going right. to take the, the, like the, Hey, he's going to do worse than second place. But again, do I want it? Yes. For the storylines, for the impact on the excitement, all of it. Like I do want it. So that's where I'm stuck. So if I was placing a bet, I'm taking the under or whatever you want to call it, the over, yeah. however you say it. So Evan, what the worst. I, I'm, I probably mirror exactly what you think, Matt. I mean, it's a field sport. So finishing first or second for 10 straight years as he's done is nothing short of incredible. <laughs> and I don't even care if, I mean, the, the, the fields weren't weak back then, but they're so much stronger now. And people are going to mention that all day, but they were still incredibly strong. Tons of great players throughout history. Mm -hmm. uh, and he did it from 2012 straight through 2022, skipping 2020 because there was no worlds. Mm -hmm. And it could continue going on. I'm sounding like it's in a, in a yeah. graveyard of historical <laughs> records, but it's still very much active. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know Paul's dealing with the injury. He still looked good enough at European Open, even with that injury. I know he DNF'd. I know he was in about 30. Is it going did. to pop but, up or flare up in this event? Like but, uh, even uh, my point, though, is even with it, you know, with it bothering him enough at European Open, I, I think things were still salvageable. And I think with the time off, you know, I'm not, you know, anywhere notably known for the injury besides what Paul has said. But like my gut feeling is this time off did him well. He didn't force it back. You know, maybe he mm -hmm. could have done okay at D-Glow or Ledgestone, but maybe it could have made it worse for Worlds. And he was very intentional with that thinking. So you have to think that he's in the best scenario that he could be in. Mm -hmm. And the I think the biggest question here is not if he's finishing first or second, not if he has the best, uh, not if you would place a bet on him doing it, but more of if you had to place a bet on anyone finishing first or second, like, you still got to think Paul Macbeth. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, fill it up all in the space right now, but like even the best players uh, right now, you think Simon Lazat, Calvin Heimberg, 
are they locks to finish one or two at Worlds? I don't know. So I'll leave that for later. Uh, but I'm like a Paul. Thanks for the music, Ben. Intern Ben is left to his. It's like when Matt leaves, the intern I can do play. whatever I want. All right. So, all right. That's pretty funny. Wait, I don't know I why. Answer? I didn't laugh. No. I didn't laugh until I got about 30 seconds well, into yeah. that, Ben. I was just going to say one word answer, and that's yes, I think he's finishing, finishing top two. Hey. So, if the question was, who do you want to win? I pick Paul. And that's, I'm not one of those like, hey, everyone goes whatever they whatever they call you know fanboys or whatever. Like that's not me. I like Paul. I'm I'm friendly with Paul, but like, I think it would just be epic for the sport. Like it might not be the new storyline of like Gannonburg gets a title or whoever, but like for the sport, it would be epic for conversation and sports talk. So I am rooting for it, even if I was betting differently. Um, okay. And it's only a hundred bucks. If I lose a hundred bucks, whatever. <laughs> All right, here we go. Will, you ready for this one, guys? This is another question for you. Greg Barsby and Paige Shu both have wins here. I know we are years out from it now, but they are both competing here again. Will either of them place inside of the top 10 this year? Yes or no? Who's who's going first? That's I'll, a I'll go first. I'll go first on it. I I tip my cap to Barsby more than Paige Shoe. Um, getting a top ten. Like I think Barsby. If you're has, betting a hundred dollars. If I'm oh, if I'm betting a hundred dollars on it, now we're talking a little bit differently right now. Um, I I <laughs> that definitely be your mindset. Yeah. I okay. I'll cut it down to 10 seconds now. I definitely think Barsby could do it. I don't think he will do it. I definitely there you go. right now don't know if Paige could do it right now. There are a lot of really, really freaking good FPO players right now. So anyways, no one know. Well, but let's but but just for conversation, now that you just brought that up, when Paige Shoe won, it was not a weak field, right, Evan? I mean, no, not at all. It was Paige an, it was an Pierce. even year, so Paige yeah. Pierce couldn't win because she would win in odd years. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, but no, it was, was a great field. Yeah. yeah, it was actually like so. Like in my head, I'm like, unless Paige got worse, which is possible, um, or because we think you know the the strength of the field got greater in FPO for sure. That's definite. But so I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Evan? Top ten for I, either of them? I'm gonna play the villain no, here and, and give crazy. a harsh answer. I'm gonna move the line to do they finish top twenty? And I'm oh, still gonna my. say no. If it's if it's top twenty, I say Barsby. I honestly, <laughs> I, golly, now, dude, it's tough because I don't I don't know the FPO course as well on Fox Run in the sense of I think I have a better idea of what it looks like on Brewster Ridge. Um, <sighs> Dude, if, people if that Paige, are listening if to Paige this? does what she did in 2018 and just keeps it inbounds on Fox Run, then a hundred percent she does. But now I I don't know. I want to at least respond to my villainous take and Go say like I, I always root for the stats. That's my take. I root for what's the coolest stat. So I'll tell you who I'm rooting for when we get to it later. Okay. Uh, I I am rooting for both these players. I want like it would be so cool to see Barsby and Paige Shu both on the lead card final day. I don't like, even if they don't win them being in the mix is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And that would be such, that would be so much fun. So I'm rooting for that. What would the that. odds and return it, on dollars? What would the odds and return on dollars be for them both to be on lead card or 
if you were 20. to bet on them winning this year, and they I'm actually winning? did. Oh. If like Barsby oh. like won or Paige Shu actually won, like how much? Both of them are very like a, like like we're talking. Uh, pl- I I can't think of the pl- like over a plus thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's a like, lot. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. I mean, I'd put a flyer for like a dollar or two for you know giggles, yeah. uh, but yeah. I don't know what the number would be. It. <laughs> It's not going to be friendly. Most I mean, listening audience is going right now because some of them are listening during Worlds, and we appreciate all of our post audience listeners. Like you're a major part of our show. In fact, we get more listens from you on a podcast platform than we do through YouTube. So thank you very much. But you're listening to us right now, going, "Oh, we're two or three rounds in. Either you guys are so right, or there's still a storyline to be had, or you're listening after Worlds and you guys were way off or whatever." We appreciate you listening and taking into account this is pre Worlds. Um, Ben. What do you think? Top 10 for shoe or Barsby? Yeah, um, I'm an optimist, um, as you can see. And I think, you know, I ta- I was talking to Barsby last year, and he was telling me this advice, and he said, everyone's like, oh, Greg's Barsby, 2018 World Transfer. Oh, the Barsbarian. He's like, that doesn't matter to me. I and myself don't matter what people put you in this box. Like, oh, Greg Barsby will never win again. And you know what? That actually did spoke speak to me today. He, you know, why he was telling me that story, but because he, he was like, he was like, dude, why do they call you intern Ben, man? Like, be Ben, be yourself. Like, don't but be, don't listen to. I'm not even kidding. This is what he's telling me. That's funny. I was there. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then, he, he, to be fair, he had a little bit to drink, and after intern Ben walked away, he starts going intern Ben. he's like yelling around like the back and then we talked party, after like, that so ben? after that we talked i was like i heard you were calling but yeah so like that fired me up because he was like you know what you just gotta be yourself don't care about the naysayers barsby's top 10 and shoe i have i brought i pulled her two out of five card she's going top 10 too so there you go that's there you go it's going luck. two out of five two oh five. yeah you drew the you you drew those Brixton cards out. Shout out to Shout Brixton, out Brixton for giving Brixton. that Thanks to the show. Them, um, you drew out one of those two. Or it was a one of five or whatever. There's five of them made. You drew out the two of five of Page Shoe. Word of mouth gets around straight to her dad, who's collecting all of the Page Shoe cards, and he needed like three more, and that was one of them. So we're gonna hook him up with that. So shout out to Doug Bjorkus. We'll hook see him up, up at Worlds. Yep. Don't. I, I think I have a reminder set up to remind you, Ben. Don't forget. I, I have it. a reminder too because that would okay. be embarrassing. But uh, I have yeah. a reminder to remind yeah. you, and you have a reminder to remind you. I hope it works out. Okay, here we go. I did a little uh, stat digging, and I'm going to give a Ooh. shout out to Stat Mando because I use their website to do this. And if you don't use their website to find stats, you're missing out. It's incredible. I knew I could reach out to Evan. And Evan could run some query that would do all of this work for me, but I did it individually. You know what? I'm really proud of you, Matt. Nice job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, you know what? They have a tool there. It just takes a little bit of time to punch. Is there, a- I'll ask you later. <laughs> You're going to go, Matt, there was a tool to do this, but let me see. Um, I decided to go through the top 10. Re- uh, um, I'm trying to think how to say this. It's disc golf pro tour point standings. So the top 10 in the pro tour point standings. So the most consistent this year or whatever you want to say the top 10. And I look to see how many top 10 finishes they've had at worlds. So top 10 players this year, how many top 10 finishes have they ever had at worlds? Just to see like, Hey, this is the strong field this year. These top 10 players, how many times have they done it? So 
I'm going to ask you guys a question, kind of like I've done before over under on things. And I want to see what you guys think. So Calvin Heimberg, and I'm not doing this in any real specific order. I, I think it might be in generally in the, the ranked order, but don't worry about that too much. Calvin Heimberg, how many times has he placed inside the top 10? He started in 2015. He's had seven appearances. How many top 10s has he had? What do you guys think? He's had seven. You just kind of give me what you think. Three. Okay, Nick says three. Evan, I'm, I'm, I'm letting Ben go. Can what you repeat it? I was talking to the chat. Someone, seven, someone, how many top tens at Worlds does Calvin Heimberg have? He's been there seven oh, times. Uh, uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going two. I'm going to go two. The, he, the way you're lobbing it up, I feel oh, like. Well, hold yep, on. I got to go. Oh, you I didn't think, go. I believe it's only one. Okay. Ow. It yeah, I'm going be. up against Evan. I mean, Can Evan go first on all these? Just so kidding. Evan, he's he's got had go seven last. appearances. He has one inside of the top ten. Do you know where he finished? Uh, for the bonus, I don't. He is I don't. sixth place. I was going to guess seventh actually, but... and it was last year. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that ever top ten. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> you know, so at one point he was leading game is in 2015. He was leading worlds at one point. 2015. Yep. It was when I'm pretty okay. sure he was still in like chemical engineering school. Like he was still in college yeah. and he was leading in Pittsburgh or very close to it, but I'm pretty sure he made a birdie putt and it was like, oh my God, Calvin Heimberg's going to lead right now. Um, anyways, that's, crazy. Yeah, so that's how this game is played. I am now going to give you the rest. We're going to go through it like this and I hope the chat can play along. And if you're driving around or you're at work, play this game. Uh, hopefully you're not studying too hard or else we're going to interrupt you. But here we go. Simon. He has seven appearances. That's it. I don't I don't have all the dates for all these, like when he started and all that, but he has seven appearances. He has how many in the top ten finish? That out one. of those seven. He only has seven appearances at Worlds. That's kind of mind-boggling to me, to be honest. Well, he didn't. <laughs> if I played like, this year, it would have been my fourth. And that's kind of I don't know. I'm just, pretty sure again. It, this could be a stat or fiction. Has he done yeah. seven? But I, yeah, you know, right. what I saw. So, so Matt, funny enough, him. we we did provide the exact act, exact same table uh, earlier this week. I didn't do it. Shout out to Steve. He did most of it, but I did look over it. You so did do a top ten of the Disc Golf Pro Tour top ten because there's some other stats with that. So I wait. You did I a have, top ten finishes at Worlds. How many for the top ten players? Disc Golf Pro Tour top ten. We did like starts, wins, podiums, top tens, maybe cash. So I looked it over and I, and we've made stats from it too. So I, I'll okay. give a cool stat at the end because it gives away okay. some other things. Cool. But so Evan uh, has a leg I, up I don't on know. All of us. I have a leg up. I always have a leg up. Yeah, that's, a, a leg, that's such a good point, point, actually. Okay, well, Evan's, Evan's got to go last. You said he's, he's, <laughs> so, he's played I'm World sorry. seven times. Seven appearances. How many top 10 finishes? Zero. Oh. Ben, uh, I'm going with three. The answer is oh, Evan. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I know I'm giving it to I, you. To test you. I believe he has four major top tens, and uh -oh. I think what I think only one of them's from a U.S. major, so it's got to be Worlds because he has a podium at Worlds. <laughs> I wanted Dang to it. do that so bad. Oh, <laughs> it was three, three top ten finishes. I got it right. with a third place finish as his best in what year 2018 
Nope. Uh, I say it wasn't 2018. 20. Uh, oh my goodness. 2017. Was it? Was 17. It? Yes. Is Georgia? Is podium year? Okay. Yeah. Georgia. Let's go. I was thinking podiums and now it's, it's clicking and he has four yes, podiums at majors. Yes. Top 10. Okay. Here we See, go. It gets me. I'm Wait, not perfect. Okay. So Evan's confusing good. the hell out of me right now. How many top 10s does he have? Four out of seven? Three. Or no, three out of three, seven, excuse me, three out of seven? Three out of seven at Worlds, and his best was third in 2017 in Georgia. Simon, I am sorry that I said zero. <laughs> if you're listening right now, honestly, I wanted to say seven out of seven, but I just knew I that wanted- that was wrong. So my apologies. <laughs> You're going to get some profanity yeah. in a text message in a minute. So okay. going to be like, Sorry, okay, no, we are not golfing next week, actually. And we'll be like, yeah. damn, I really want to play. All, All right, right, go ahead. Here we go. Gannon Burr. Gannon He's Burr. had two appearances at Pro Worlds. Two. How many in the top ten? Why is the sad piano not going away? <laughs> just press it again. I am. Oh, now it's just going to keep going, isn't it? Hey, Ben, there's a just button on the, the desktop other control. audio. What? No, it's still playing to us, though. I know. But it's not playing to the audience. Ben, on the main controller, there's a stop audio button. Remember that? On your big controller. No, the big stream. Yeah, deck. yeah, I'm looking. There's a stop music. audio button. On the- it's kind of a cool piano. Sad piano is just not working. I might, I might go home and just re listen to this and learn how it. Is played. <sighs> Everyone right. doesn't know this, but we're hearing sad piano. <laughs> it's too hard. Right, really quick though, I no, no one else it. can hear it though. No. Okay. All no. right. Cool. Matt, just keep it going, and you and I and <laughs> Ben and Evan get to listen to music. Piano. It's fun. It it, it builds it the moment. Extremely hard. Thank you for playing the sad piano <laughs> and keeping it going. All right. Gannon. <laughs> Gannon Burke. Two appearances. How many in the top ten? Uh, I'm assuming his two appearances are 2021 and 2022. So I'm going to say zero. Okay, zero. Ben, unmute it. We need the audience to hear what we're hearing. Thank you. All right. How many top top 10 finishes? I'll I'll jump in while he's thinking. I'm honestly clueless with this. I don't have a good idea. I'm going to get a zero as well. (laughs) I'm going to go two. Zero. Intern Ben. Two. 100% world's top 10s? Yes. Two years. All right. He started in 2021. So here's here's how he did. No top tens. Thank you. He did a 30, 33rd finish and a 14th. Yeah. 14th is like good, just not top 10. First year playing Worlds, going out to Utah on those courses, that would have been top 10 would have been real good. First year ever playing Worlds. Um, how much time is left on this piano song? It tells you on that. Yeah. It, it doesn't because it's supposed to be done. It said two minutes. Oh, I think it's right, it's well. stopping. <gasps> I'm not clicking okay, sad piano that ever again. again. Thank you. Thank Holy. All right. Isaac Robinson. It was like sad. Like I was starting to feel depressed. I, I, I actually about how love, so usually whenever I'm sitting down doing computer work, I literally put on Disney piano medleys. Like, and that's what oh, I listen nice. to. Or like jazz piano Christmas medleys is usually what I listen to, too. Um, anyways, that's here fun. we go. This game continues on. Isaac Robinson. He's been to, we could have played so many stat or fiction or just trivia yeah. with this. How many have you been to? How many times like we could go yeah, on no and kidding. on? But I'll tell you two, two world championships for Isaac. Oh, that's it. He's two. played USDGC like eight times. Okay. But two world no, championships. Sorry. Build an How many in the top 10? 
Also zero. Okay. Ben? I'm going to go one. Or one I'm going one as well. Okay. He started in 2017 as his first. Oh, boy. And oh. he did not finish in top 10. I know that. I don't remember what the number is. Oh, and then last finish. year yeah. was his best year. And he got 14th. Yep. Oh. Hey. Uh, Daniel, Gannon had zero as well. So Gannon and Isaac both have had two. They've played Worlds twice. And they've never been in top 10. Okay, here we go. Let's move this along. Schmucks. Cole Rudolin. Cole oh. Rudolin. Oh I know this he's answer. Been, he's been to two world championships. How many does he have? One again. I feel one like again. one is a very safe answer on this it's one. It's a safe answer. What All worlds right, Evan, is what it? Is think? it 21 and 22? Right. Um, I don't yes. have the years for this one for some reason. It is. Okay. No, I, I know for a fact it is. Uh, it's okay. zero, it's 33rd, and like 49th. I never even got to answer. His best wasn't oh, even third. Oh, His best zero, wasn't even third. It's zero. I thought you were saying one. No, he said I'm one. saying the safe answer is one. That wasn't oh, my real oh. answer. Golly. Dang it. I'm That's sorry. Right. I, I honestly was excited. going to guess zero. His right, best was enough. not 33rd, Evan. It was 38th. Ah, oh, man. Close. You were in the 30s. That uh, was his best. Um, yeah. He's only catched twice at, um, at any majors, uh, pro majors. Both of them being worlds, he's cashless at non-worlds majors. But it would be like looking at Tom Brady before he became Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. Like it's hard yeah, to he judge won a Super Bowl in a second year like when they start or second year. Yeah, second yeah. year. Yeah, I guess my point star, is right? like it's yeah. it's changing. Like it it it's okay. just what it is. So um, Kyle, he's just not Tom Brady. Yep. <laughs> no, I just I well maybe he will be one day. Maybe uh, Kyle there. Klein. Kyle Klein. Two appearances. <laughs> Another one with only two. This is uh, this yeah, also yeah, telling yeah. of how young our players are right now? Yeah, a lot of twos. That's incredible. Yeah, how old's Kyle? Like 22 now, I'd guess. Maybe. Maybe yeah, 21, 22. Yeah, I'd guess that. Is the chat playing along with this? Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, almost all of them. Um, all right. Kyle Klein, two appearances. How two many appearances, more time? than likely, probably 21 and 22. Uh, uh, zero. One. Uh, I'm guessing zero as well. Come on. Okay, you ready? No way, 2021. No way. <gasps> he placed eighth place. Yes. Eighth. Top 10? Top 10. Yeah. For Kyle Klein. Top 10 again, so Ben's wrong. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. I got Eagle two points. McMahon. Oh, boy. Eagle oh, McMahon. Two appearances. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I thought I was so funny with that one, but seven appearances. Seven. Um, how many top ten finishes? Dude, I don't even know. Eagle McMahon, you said? Yeah. Out of how just many? give a number. How do you feel? Seven appearances. Don't hit the piano music. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead first. I'll, I don't know this one. I can, I'm gonna hit, say this, I can hit this. I'm gonna song. Say, I, I was going to say two. I was going to say two. This one will go away. Evan, uh, Ben, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go three. I said two. He said two. Okay. The answer is in 2018. Four top Ah, tens. I was thinking four. I should have gone with my gut. And shout out to Abishar, Daniel. What is Eagle's best finish? JT Disco. What was it? Sixth. What is his best finish? Third. Tenth. All four. The answer is sixth place. And that was, guess how many years ago that was? 2015. 
Yeah, 16, yeah. dude. Like, oh, that 16. was his best finish. I, I, I just like it. Eagle and Emporia kind of goes together. That's crazy. For some he was like reason, 17. Yeah. He, doesn't, he was on like, league card or chase card best. in 2015. He's like a way better player. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. We got a few more in the NPO. Uh, AB, also known as Anthony Brella. <laughs> um, five appearances. Also How known as ten? the world distance. Oh, I don't really know how to say this. World distance competition. Yes, five appearances. Five appearances. All right. I got I got mine locked in. I know what I'm gonna say, but I'm waiting. Ben. <sighs> five appearances for A B. How many top tens? I'm going one. Nick. I kind of like that one. One. You like it. I, I'm pretty sure one's the answer, but I'm even more pretty sure that it was a seventh place finish at last year's Worlds. This is to test Evan's skills. He's finally got the answer key pulled up. He's going to get him right now. <laughs> I, I know um, why I have an answer key I on a different page. <laughs> I know so I can pull do. it after. I'm not looking at it intentionally. I mean, I got this information from Statman. I just didn't know they did some of this work already. Okay. Yep. Um, five appearances, one top 10 finish. Shout out to Daniel and Todd Bouchard again. It I was seventh points. place. And then last what year, year yeah. what year did Evan, AB do that? Oh my Evan. God. I mean, Ben is saying 2022. Last year, yeah. I have to push it further, Evan. Matt, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. What year was it? 22. When I said my... When I said my guess, I was like, uh, he has one. I'm pretty sure it was one, and I'm even more pretty sure it was a seventh place finish at last year's Worlds. So. Oh, I heard you say seventh. I didn't hear you say 2022. Okay. No, it I'll was get, 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good job. All right. James Proctor. Wow. This is a trick. Eight, eight appearances. How many top 10 finishes? Eight appearances for James eight Proctor. appearances. Hmm. Who's killing it in the chat right now? That you can just Daniel and Todd Bouchard are okay. like three just for three in the last. Give three. me their answer. All right, I'll give, give me theirs. their answer. Uh, Daniel says zero. Todd also says zero. All right. Um, so is that where we're going with? No, no. We should read I'm the not, chat after. I'm not, no, I'm not going with zero. I'm going. I'm going with two. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going with. I feel like this I'm is going a trick two. question. <laughs> Evan, what do you think? All right, nice. I'm sticking with the chat. I'm going zero. I'm pretty sure of this. <laughs> no, it's two. Evan, Evan goes, don't read the chat. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going with the chat. <laughs> it is the answer is zero. All right. His best right. finish out of eight appearances was 14th. And that goes back to the year of Paul Macbeth, 2015. Yeah. So yeah, one of the I bring this up Daniel. Eric RC Cola RC Cola Dave D did we is that all of the top 10 did we do Ricky no yet? no there's a few more. hold on okay. so you get James Proctor this is kind of come up when we start talking picks because you're like it feels like it could be a year of James Proctor to win worlds and I'm, I'm already giving you a like a tip of the hat to who I might be leaning towards James Proctor is no joke and he's never placed a top 10 so we'll see what happens um all right Ricky Wysocki. All right. So we know some stats on him pretty easily. You know, if, if you say anything less than two, you're crazy. <laughs> um, Ricky Wysocki, 11 appearances, 11 with, oh, I almost said the number. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, how many like top nine. finishes? Um, 11 appearances. Yeah, I'm going with nine. <laughs> that seems like way nine. too many. I'll go six. 
I'll go I'm with going nine. with Ben because he's right. It's nine. Is it actually nine? That's what I'm I was about to say. He went nine, nine out of eleven. Like, oh, I thought he did that too. I was going to say none. No, nine top ten yeah. finishes. Okay. I thought. Yeah. Now. His first, let me read how I wrote these notes. First appearance was outside top 10 and most, let me see. Oh, his first appearance at Worlds was outside of top 10. Um, then, so that puts a lot in a row. What is are that? Are you doing Nine a quiz a or can I jump in? Hold on. Jump in? And then most recent was outside top 10. So his first and his most, I know Evan, it's killing you. I'm not a stat I, guy. <laughs> first and last events at Worlds have been outside of the top 10. Six times he was first or second place in that stretch. Wow. So we talk mm-hmm. about Paul Macbeth having how many? Ten? Ten in a row. It's not the same, but I was I forgot to myself six times he's done it in the past eleven. Not nearly as good. Still impressive. Finally, I have two bonus MPO players because I just felt like throwing them in. They are not in the top ten, but I thought it'd be interesting. Corey Ellis. Do you have the cheat sheet on this one, Evan? I'm how 100% many? confident what the answer is. Okay. He's had four appearances at Worlds. How many, Ben, has he finished top 10 at Worlds? Corey Four Ellis. Uh, I'm going to go one. Goose egg. Okay. Zero. Goose egg. Before Evan answers, I'm going to up the ante. He's had four appearances. How many in the top 20? Two in the one. top 20. Evan, what do Actually, you Actually, the way zero. he said that, zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's zero for both before winning the European Open. He had zero top 20s at any majors in his career. That was his first top 20. It was his European Open. Yeah, I don't even know what his best is at Worlds. I didn't even look at I didn't write it down. I just said he didn't even have any in the top 20 and four, four appearances. So that's another one. I'm like, man, this has to be the year. <laughs> like, but who knows? who knows? All right. And then finally, because we'd be remiss not to do this, Paul Macbeth, 14 appearances. I'm just going to give it to you. We're not guessing. Top 10, top 10 finishes. First or second in those 10 finishes with six world titles in those 10 finishes. What's interesting, and I guess it makes sense, the first four appearances for him at Worlds were outside of the top 10. The first four. Yeah. Wasn't his first one in the 30s? 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. And then he said, forget that. Yeah. (laughs) That's the end. History is now being written. he cut his hair, right? No. <laughs> the you ever seen the final know. nine that Jomez posted? No. He's got long hair. Spiky. No, it's spiked. That's spiky, it's spiked. I it? lied. I just, I just remember seeing photos yeah. of him with like the, the, the surfer, Bieber, Bieber haircut surfer. they called. Yeah, I don't Bieber. know what. Skater. But he did it before know. Bieber, Man, so I don't know what it'd be called. Late 2000s was a better time. I mean, I, the best, I even had a the best and everyone I think can agree on this. The Frosted Tips. Paul Macbeth was the best. Paul Macbeth. Earrings, Paul Macbeth. Yes. Earrings, but Paul Macbeth. That, yeah. we, the the who, bathroom mirror mirror photo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who I was I was telling. Oh, it was Big Germ. It was Big Germ when we recorded the video. I was telling him, like, because he won in Japan. I was like, like you're Tokyo Germ. Like that's your like I guess your alter ego when you play Nazi. Like there's hoodie mellow in basketball, and we have. To, I was thinking like we have to come up with some it in disc golf where like players like like earrings Macbeth 
like that's an like that's an error or or something where he like play was like a great time where he did well, really like well. Dennis Rodman's green hair or Dennis Rodman's yeah. pink hair or like or like Kyrie when he had the mask. Hair Kramer with the yeah. mask. We already have some like Rick's got bucket hat, bucket hat, bucket hat, sunglasses, rain jacket, Ricky. Dude, yeah, there was jacket, Ricky. There's so has many. Ricky he's, ever he's, worn a hat in normal? Is what I want to know during a disc golf round because it's either spiked up top up here. He doesn't even wear a hat anymore. I feel like. Oh. No. Oh, unless yeah. it's a bucket hat. Unless no, it's his, a bucket. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt's rocking his like early like yeah, 2011. Yeah, that's like the early Ricky with the flat build. But I feel yeah. like when he wears a hat now, it's pretty normal. It's just a flat bill normal. Yeah. That's just <laughs> okay. Style. Here we go. But he's not like There's a beardless James FPO. <laughs> FPO. We hope everyone's enjoying the stats presented by Stat Mando, read by Matt Graham. I mean, we're just trying to. <laughs> How many FPO did you do? Content. All top ten. Yeah, I did. I did FPO, and I think. I hope people are enjoying the look ahead because that's what we're looking ahead to as yeah. well as what's happened previously. Then we'll do our picks. So here we go. We'll move along with this one. Tatar, five appearances. How many top tens? Two. Ben. I don't know. Four. It cut out. What'd you say? What name? Five I, appearances for Tatar. Oh, Tatar. Uh, top tens. Five. I don't know. Okay. First of ten. all, I need I to think... start saying Tatar the way Scoggins does. Tatar. That was fun. Uh, love it. I feel like top 10 is all five. Yes. Not podiums, but it is all five top 10 in Jeez, a first place last year. Oh, four there you points. Go. All right, here we go. Two. Missy Gannon. <laughs> four oh. appearances. How many top 10s? Four times she showed up. One. Three. Evan. Man, uh, I'll go in the middle too. Two is the answer. Oh, let's go. Thanks, it. guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, her best finish, though, was fourth place last year. <clears throat> okay. Own Scoggins. Who I think has a good chance of winning this year, by the way. Oh, okay. Let me rephrase Interesting, this. by the way. Yeah. Yep. Interesting, by the way. Four appearances. And I'll tell you, she started back in 2014 at Worlds. So go back to 2014. That was her first. Jeez. So obviously she's taking some years off, but the point is here: four appearances. How many top tens for her? I'm gonna one. go one. Yeah, this one's really last. interesting. I was gonna go. Well, I I only go last when I know the answer or like feel pretty. <laughs> yeah, good but about I think it. you know all of them. I'm gonna go two. This is really interesting. Is this you ready? Did Ben give it two? Okay, four appearances, four top tens. Oh, let's go. We're sleeping. and. What's incredible to me, she's averaged fifth place at Worlds. And that goes back to 2014. Wow. That's not even Dude, like recent. I did bias. not know yeah. that. I did, yeah, I didn't even know she played yes. yeah. that. That is so wild. I nice never level. knew that. So guess get get this. Her best appearances were 14 and 15. And wild. she placed really? fourth yes, fourth place both of those years. Averaging 962 at both of those events. Jeez. So worlds 14 and 15, 962 average, fourth place finish. She's been that. I think with seeing the competition and the skill she's bringing now, I'm like, she better be in our picks. Like, it's incredible. You know, that's what I loved about final nine worlds back in the day, because I could tell you who are the final four in MPO, but FPO, I don't know if I've ever seen coverage of a final nine um, for worlds. But 14 and 15. All right, here we I go. Think they had it. I think it was a coverage issue. But here we yeah. go. Yeah. We got to get to our picks. Ella Hansen, two appearances. We know she hasn't been around long. Two appearances. How many top tens? Two top tens. Ben. Uh, yeah, two. I like Ella. 
Evan? I think it's zero. I, but I, I know that's... Uh, I'm Just a, pick one. I, I, I know podium is better than top tens. I'm going to stick with zero. What does it feel like to be on the other side, Evan? You know, like just being like, is Matt trying to trick me? <laughs> so here you go. Zero. Let's Ooh. go. But see, the- I don't actually think about if you're trying to trick me or not. I just try to think what's right. Okay, and yeah. then I answer. Yeah. But I, it's, it's not stat or fiction. It's a little bit more no. cut and dry. Her best finish, 11th place in 2000, her first year. So in 2001. All right. Here we go. Uh, it was 2021. Best nice. finish. 21. Nice. Yeah. A Katrina Allen. 11 appearances. How many top 10 finishes? It can't be better than Ricky's, right? It can't be better than Ricky's. I'm going to go seven. Go ahead, Ben. Ben. Um, Nine. Seven. I know she has seven wins, so that's the baseline. Seven worlds wins? Yes. Or seven majors. Oh yeah. my goodness. Wait, Katrina has seven worlds. Like, seven majors. She excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse seven me. Worlds wins. Sorry. She I only has like, two world majors. Worlds wins. Woo. That's like an OG yeah, stat Lee, of fiction like error right there. Throwing it back to uh, Paul making 150K at Ledgestone. Dude, I was like, yeah, exactly. Shook. That's stat or fiction. Funny. Katrina <laughs> Allen has seven worlds wins. Wow. <laughs> fiction. <laughs> that's so funny how bad that is like the whole the whole you thing about how no one s- has more than five in fpm you said and it I with said such confidence so too and that's yeah, what makes did. it like evan of all the people to say it like that you said it perfectly Ben, uh, clip the- that for a reel when i ask how many <laughs> Clip that as a real post it. I'm gonna tag Disc Golf Pro Tour and be like, this is who you would have feeding you stats. Yes. Seven. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. Evan, pressure, give us the, the actual answer. Memory. Uh well now I, I have no clue. So okay. I, I I'm gonna say eight. She has ten out of eleven top ten finishes. And her eleventh appearance, which was last year, was the first year outside of top ten. And it was 11th place. Oof, that was, wow. That was Close. Crazy. All right. Um, Handley. Holland Handley. Two appearances. How many for Holland has she placed in top 10? Any ideas? So, uh, ben or Nick? Well, Evan must seven here, here's the thing with my guesses. I haven't picked zero yet because I feel just like bad. You know what I'm saying? I know they, none of the players listen to this. I just feel bad. So like all of but, them do. But I feel like this one I can go zero. And but I feel bad, but I'm going zero. You feel bad for their performance. That's nice of you. No, I feel bad that I uh I'm guessing that they are not gonna do well. <laughs> You're guessing what the history would be based off of what you know. It's not a personal yeah. thing. Nick. No, I know. How how many was? Two appearances. Two, two, two appearances. appearances. Uh I'll go zero. Oh, Hanley. I'll go zero. And Evan's going to say four. I'm sure there's four top ten. <laughs> yeah. no, she's she's been there won it four times, times Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Evan. Well, now that you guys answered, I know for a fact it's at least one. I don't know if it's two or one, but I'll, I'll go with one. Two appearances, one top ten, and guys. It was good. You're last tell- oh, year. Oh, it was last year. Didn't podium. she get like third? Podium. Yeah. Third oh, time. So dumb. I knew that too. Yeah, yeah. That, was bad. that was bad. I got right. distracted. I'm talking with my boss about work tomorrow. So this is another oh, Lane, one Lane. that I have like a 
a Sign soft pick on. Like, I'm not sure, but it's like wild horse. It'd be crazy, crazy story and stats. Sarah Hokum, 11 appearances at Worlds. Now, just to throw it out there, because I was, I was going to message and text her and try to figure this out. Last year, she did not have a record of FPO Worlds, and I don't remember that. She did play Master Worlds last year. I'm not counting that in, but my point is last year she did not play FPO Worlds, and this year she is. So anyway, part of her eleven chances. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know the exact scenario, but I I kind of feel like it might it probably be had to do with open bomber shots and not yeah. wanting to play yeah. more and not destroy your arm. She smart she talked about part. some courses recently in the last year or two. I forget which one she was specifically talking about, or maybe it was a general. So she statement. did not play FPO Worlds for the first time in her series of playing Worlds so, last year. But so you said all 11? that those details eleven, yeah, 11 appearances. appearances. Eight. How many top tens? Nine. Ben. Nine. she's got she's on a crazy top 10 streak right now in majors and i want to say it's like 30 plus in all majors not worlds i'm gonna say 11 out of 11 11 out of 11 is accurate what (laughs) she has never missed a top 10 and she obviously has a win in there as well and a second place um we're going to Smuggler's Notch for Worlds, where we know that she plays pretty well. I've uh-huh. seen her do incredible performances. Like, is a top 10 in the cards for her and even yeah. maybe a podium or even a freaking win? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I actually could see, like, I think very realistically, a top five out of Hokum this week. All right. Here we go. So, well, here, here's yeah. a quick stat. Uh, she has played 10 uh, events in Vermont. I think that's just GMC and uh, Worlds in 2018. She has finished podium and podium, not top 10, podium in every single one except for last year where she had a really tough time. I think it was it was 22nd, and I think it was a missed cash as well with the tight field. Really? So that's kind of my point. Oh, because like there's a playoff event as well. Where I know she yeah. plays well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but does Damn. play very well here. Take and that play very well majors. Damn, though, right. 11 for Cat 11 Merch. is sick. Cat Merch is zero. Yeah, she has never missed top 10. Um, Cat Merch, two appearances. Zero. Ben, say two, get it out of the way. Two. Cat Merch, two Cat Merch, my girl. <laughs> He's taking it too far now. All right. <laughs> no, well, not yeah, in clearly. that way, like my, my, uh, my girl I pick. That's Nico's girl. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Nico yeah. to fight. Ben's not here to mess with Nico. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. <laughs> ben just got that out real quick. He's like, "It's Nico's girl. It's I'm Nico's sorry, girl." Nico. I'm sorry. Forgive me, <laughs> Nick. Uh, what do you think? Zero. I think I. I think one. <clears throat> You've done your homework. You should be proud to be part of Stat Mando. One top ten. It was that, eight. That's a complete guess, guys. Year. Like sometimes I'm lucky. Sometimes I saw it eighth already. Place last year. Sometimes you're just spitting out that cat has won seven world championships. <laughs> like you are very up and down. Oh my goodness. Two more yeah. in the top ten here. All right, let's go. Can you believe that Jessica? I, that sounds mean, right, Ben? Can you believe Jessica Weiss is in the top ten this year? So she is for rankings and the Pro Tour points. Um, mm-hmm. Eight appearances. How many top tens? She started two thousand and wait. No, sorry, I don't have when she started. I have a year here. I'm gonna go four. So now you know she has at least one top ten. I'm gonna go four. <laughs> okay, four. Matt hated that answer. Ben? By the way, 
three. Why? You want to go higher or lower? You just don't no, like No, no, no. I, I want I'll four. Go, I'll go three. Seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to read this. It's either it's either a really high number or a low number. I feel like it's not four. I'm going to go a little higher and say six. Okay, eight appearances, four top ten finishes. No. Nick, oh, you're hired. Sick. <laughs> nice job, Nick. Sick. Um, uh, the best finish for Jessica Weiss at Worlds. What do you think it is? Best finish for her at Worlds ever. Fourth. Ooh, second. Oh. Podium, third place. Mm. Ooh, nice. Good for her, though. We, we lost ben? intern Ben's camera. Yeah, his camera we went off for some reason, so he's going to fix it up. Yeah, we can still hear you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Haley King, four appearances. How many top tens? Four. She's nasty. Nick? Three. Three. Evan? I'm going to say two. Four, three, two. Okay. It is three top ten finishes. Say three. Less. Look at you, Nick. Yeah. Ending strong. Put me on Statmando. Nick Carl, sponsored best, by Statmando. <laughs> the best team Statmando. Just kidding. You don't, you don't want me this place. year. <laughs> fourth place 2021 was her best finish fourth place um and finally because i did it for Macbeth, Paige pierce she's not in the top 10 we all know why at this point i would imagine she'd be in the top 10 if she wasn't injured and still playing events that's my guess <laughs> um pierce out of all of these players that we've listed nobody besides paul Macbeth has more world's appearances than Paige. she has 12 appearances at worlds how many top tens does Paige? have 11 11 that's, that's what i was going with i want to pick 10 now you say it was 12 12 appearances 12 appearances i think i'm going with all of them it's 11 last year was the first time she was out i think okay everyone answered yeah 12 appearances 12 top 10 finishes Sheesh. the most of any player currently in the top her. 10 of these and we rankings. all doubted badass and you gotta think there's that has... one bad year when you don't talk about it all the time yeah, for top exactly. 10s you gotta think like in 20 i don't know i'm gonna say year that even she year. won worlds yeah i was even gonna say year. like Just i, go I was year. ready to say like 2013 yeah, nine nine first or second places finish in that stretch of 12 years nine so yeah incredible yeah. Incredible kudos and shout out. That's why I put it in as a bonus. Um, Evan, so how many world give... championships does she have, though? Uh, she has 17 majors, so five <laughs> world championships. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you're still with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both her, and this is not to take anything away from who won those years, James Conrad, Katrina Allen, but both her and Paul were set up out there in Ogden, Utah. And either they had to have a miracle shot or or honestly make a big mistake and both of those happened. yeah both of those like, happened man, page made it a wasn't huge mistake and yep a miracle shot did your heart well. sink yeah. my heart sank so, so much when Paige okay threw that shot. i'll tell you this i was, I was up on hole seven or eight playing my round it's this cool downhill shot but you you're kind of on top of a hill and yeah. we saw the fpl lead card going to the hole at worlds in utah um into the final hole and so we were all like, oh, there's no one really behind us right now. Like, let's take a couple seconds and watch this shot because it was Katrina Allen's. And Katrina just threw this prayer of an Annie. And when it came back and landed in bounds, the crowd went nuts. And me and everyone on my card, we went freaking nuts. And then so we're like, OK, well, we actually need to play disc golf, too. We all pulled it up on our phone and all of us literally were sitting on one of the next few T-pads <clears throat> watching 
And we just saw Paige throw that upshot to where it went OB. And we were like, um, does anyone know what the hell just happened? And so, anyways, yeah, it was nuts. All right. I, I'm just more bummed. I hinted at it. She won every year. She won Worlds every year on an every odd year. Every I'm saying odd, this terribly. Yeah. I'm sorry. She won every odd year from 2011 through 2019. It was set up perfectly for 2021. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. And now she's in for 2023. That's tough. Uh, yeah. it, it was sad to see, but like, I, I say I root for the stats. That's a stat I rooted for. Like, even, uh, sorry, odd years all the way up. And like, it would be such a huge story going into this year if she wasn't uh, injured and, and won 2021. So now yeah. it's kind of off the rails, but uh, it, wild. Yeah. Okay. Um, really quick, though, before we get, uh, do you have any more of them, Matt? No, no. I was going to get into our closing thoughts okay. on picks. That's exactly. So really quick before we do that, and just it was an awesome, incredible weekend that I just had. I went down to West Virginia playing A tier. My play this year has been very lackluster, but I've still been enjoying playing tournaments, especially with all the friends that I've made down in Virginia. But we got to travel up to a little place, you know, kind of heaven on earth down in West Virginia. Tournament that is owned by Spencer and Gabby, incredible hosts. They own acres on acres on acres of this incredible land and he maintains it so beautiful it's called pawpaw so if you're ever going down to west virginia and you want to find two incredible courses to play the woodshed and the whipping post we didn't get to talk about the ratings tonight which is fine but if we ever bring it back i want to do i do want to talk about the ratings because matt hammerston the round three put up an incredible round and i think it ended up being rated like 1060 and it's wild because it, it was better than a 1060 rated round Anyways, this I, is my point. Give it a grade. Yeah. Say it's an A and everyone can have no, the A plus. We'll like, talk about it some other time, but I did want to shout out Tony Ellis and all the crew that helped out out there. It's such an immaculate, incredibly ran tournament. And to be honest, it was an A tier and it was only two days. It was two rounds on Saturday and then one round on Sunday and all of it was shotgun start. And it was so freaking fun. Anyways, um, so if you're ever in West Virginia, go check out Pawpaw. It's Pawpaw. insane. It, it rivals... The, the way you pull into Smuggler's Notch, where Bruce Ridge is on your right and Fox Run's on your left, it's the same exact thing up there. You pull into this property, the woodshed's on your left, the whipping post is on your right. The and uh, The whipping post, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> sick. And every hole, like, every, dude, every hole has a name. So there's you know a hole Love called it. the Gauntlet. There's a hole called Mosier's Ave. So when we're talking about like, oh, hey, what'd you take on Mosier's Ave? Everyone just knows that it's hole 15 on the woodshed. You just, Duh. you know it. And uh, anyways, it's really, really cool. If you're Maple ever out Hill that has the castle hole. Yeah. But these are like on the T sign signed and everything. But anyways, okay. uh, world's picks. This is going to be so quick for me. Paul McBeth, Chris and Tatar. But I do think own if Kristen well, plays like she did the last round at European championships, I honestly think own is going to get second place this year. And if for some very, very rare reason that Kristen does not put together five full rounds at worlds, I think Owen wins it. But Chris and Tatar and Paul McBeth. Are we going to pop lock drop? Yeah, we have to pop lock and drop. Yeah, we'll do it after. Do your do your legitimate picks, and then we'll do pop lock drop. Is there is there any way to like do like an asterisk of like picking Tatar because I'm sure she wouldn't come out if she was injured. She wouldn't come out if she was injured. And I don't got to stick with it. Yes, I think. But I will say, just like Paul's doing it, I'm not saying they're both 100. percent I feel like they're both in it and they're going to play through it. And unless somehow, some way they find themselves in like 70th or 80th spot after round three or four, they might drop because something was it bothering them. But like if they're in contention and they're hurt, they're going to keep going. So it, 
it seems so recency bias, Nick, but I, I agree with Scoggins. I feel like Tatar, I, I, I got to make a pick. Tatar. Yeah, make a pick. Hokum, Haley, Scoggins, Gannon, all those other FPO players are going to be in at contention, but Tatar is my pick. I feel like I've not picked her enough, and I feel like I have to give her that credit. Uh, that's FPO. There you go. Did you do MPO? Oh, did you do MPO? MPO? Yeah, I did MPO um, as well. Yeah, Mine's quick. Yeah. Um, Calvin Heimberg. Nice. Big time year. pick, Matt. This is the year. This is his year. Matt's been picking and Calvin decent amount this year, yeah. too. Yeah, yes. proved him. Yeah, yeah I'm so. hoping that somehow the fire is burning this year, like at worst, because yeah. he's. I feel like it's kind of been like he's been playing incredible, but like he needs that fire. I need to see him like amp yeah. like he's been at these last few events when he aces and you just see the excitement explode or throws it's it in, in twice there for Eagles shout outs to man. I'm not giving second, third, fourth type deal, but here's shout outs for contention. Obviously Robinson's I'll just say it that way. Cal uh, Dickerson, yeah. Proctor and Rodolin. Yeah. I, really like, I, I really like Rodolin as a podium. Yeah. All right. Uh, even Evan. though his best major finish is 38th, I agree. That's Which fine. like kind of leads me into like 20 second little uh, thought here is like leading up to this major really feels like kind of all the headlines are kind of yin and yan, like kind of there's a good and a bad side to everything. I, I'm a, I'll say my MPO pick. It's going to be Ricky Wysocki. He, he dominates, um, excuse me, uh, Vermont, a, a GMC. He uh, he's played super well here. He's won, won it last year. He's won numerous years. I think five out of 10 years, but that includes pre-Pro Tour So era. how many Pro Tour events Pro have been where he's won it? How many Elite Series events I'll, I'll has he to, won? I'll have to look it up. I want to say it's, it's only five. one or two. I know it's five total, but yeah, a yeah. lot of that's pre. But he's played incredibly well here otherwise, yeah. uh, obviously winning last year. But then you go to the major thoughts, uh, major topic where he hasn't won since 2017 worlds um he's an incredible streak of playing super great at majors super great being you know finishing top 10 top 15 but not getting the win but then you go to other people i mean you mentioned calvin heinberg he's having the best year this year but he struggled at majors he struggled in vermont uh, I mean, you go to Paul McBeth, who dominates worlds, but you know who knows what he's going to this year with the injury. I mean, Cole Redolins, one of the fire players, but he hasn't finished in the top thirty at a majors ever. Simon Lazat. Simon Lazat has the most wins in the last thirty events for elite and majors, but majors, uh, he hasn't. Major specifically, he hasn't really had success as of late. There's so many just like interesting things where the field's so big. And there's just so many reasons why you could pick someone or could pick against someone, at least a lot more in MPO. Uh, so I'll go Ricky Wysocki, and then kind of the obvious is Kristen Tatar. I'll have some more fun stuff with the pop lock rock. Funny enough, when you pop were on lock. your 20-second rant. Yeah, you guys interrupted me. So, so funny enough, right afterwards, I was like, so are you going to pick someone or not? And then I was like, oh, yeah, you picked Ricky. Okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, here's my picks. Uh, I'm going to go with. Gannon, Missy Gannon, uh, for FPO. Oh, let's go. Missy Gannon. Yes. Dang. Big money, Missy. Yeah. Big money. I just haven't picked Kristen Tatar. She's great. I, I just love it. Underdog story. That's just who I am. Um, or mo majority of people. You guys are just smart and pick Kristen. Um, and then for MPO, yeah, literally same, same exact thinking as Evan. I'm going Ricky Wysocki. I watched Let's his go. full practice round he just posted. He's very analytical about it, but not even that. He won last year, and yeah, he's just done super well at this yeah. tournament. I think, you know, if he if he if he's if he's on, he's he's gonna win it, worlds. Yeah. Can we get the uh, the rights to the Ricky Wysocki Ricky, song? Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> like, like, can we, like, I, I don't know. I don't know like, if it's how that goes it down. Be, I don't think it's copyrighted. Does like Where is YouTube it even? know I if you get the rights? I can't find it. Uh, the song. 
Yeah, I don't know where it is. I'll have to find the artist. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. It's like it's something you wouldn't expect, but they have some disc golf songs in the Regu Asaki one. It's fantastic. Hmm. Should we move into pop lock and drop? Run. We should move into pop lock and drop. Is this should our we first week just of pop? Is this our first week of actually trying to do pop lock and drop? Kind of. I think so. Okay. Well, let's. All right, I don't let's know talk how about it. Who's popping off? Who are we locking in as just like a solid pick that you kind of I'm expect picking... to be solid? And then who's going to suck this week? Well, I thought the solid was our winners. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, it kind of is the winners. Okay, so what's the lock? The the, uh, the, the lock locks is the winners. Is our, yeah, lock the locks are winners. winners. The pops. Oh, the pop, I get what you guys are saying. And it drops right. the opposite of pop. Okay, all right. Popping off this week, Ezra Robinson. Oh, I like it. Um, oh, I gotta go FEO too. I yeah, guess. Yeah, go ahead. Oh God. Um, I'm doing. Oh yeah. Alexis Mandahano. And I hope I said that right because every single time I mispronounce her name, no, Hannah always texts Mandu me Hano. and she goes, "Oh my gosh, can you just pronounce it right?" And uh, so, anyways, I hope I did, Hannah, if you're listening. Uh, but yeah, those are my picks for popping off. I'm gonna go. I, uh, go ahead, yep. Matt. It, no, oh, you go. Okay. Uh. I'm going to go for my pop. I'm going to go. What's his name? I literally just had it. Oh, what's his name? All right. For, I'm, I'll go FE. I'm going to go Macy Valadez for my pop. And uh, for my pop. Oh, yeah. Tristan Tanner is my pop. He okay. finished third last year, right? Yeah. For Worlds. On a wide open golf course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Way different. Listen, Pop. Hey, you know been, No judgment. He no hasn't judgment. been playing, I don't think, that well. That's no what judgment. Pop is. If he finishes 30th, I could yeah. get a lot of points. Yeah. His average is 50th. Last year at GMC, he finished 85th, but yes. Okay, I'm going to. No, 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 no. <laughs> I believe. Matt, did you go? No, I'm struggling here. Um, Holly Finley is going to be my Pop. Okay. I picked her already this year and she did well for me. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if she can play just consistent and stay in bounds on Fox Run, and mm-hmm. I think she'll do fine at Brewster, and I think she'll place fairly well here. Mm-hmm. Um, did we do drops yet? Not drops. Who are you picking MPO okay. pop? Um it's a good question. <laughs> Let me Evan, see. do you have yours? What yeah, I got mine right if you want a second, Matt. Yeah, I want a second. All right. Uh FPO, I'll go first. I'm going Evelina Salonen. Uh, her average finish is a little bit weak for her just because she's just had a few not great finishes. Pretty safe uh, one. I like that. But uh, she does overall good at Worlds. Has finished top five both years she's played Worlds. We didn't do that one in the... Uh, but she's 100%. Two appearances, two top tens, nice. two top fives. Um, of course, plenty of different courses. Um, but I, I just like her here. I think she's uh, she's had that time away from the U.S. tour. Let's see it happen. Uh, and again, average finishes, I think, well below her actual average that I like it as a pop-off pick. MPO, I'm going Mr. Jason slash Jake Hebenheimer. Uh, had a great finish oh. last or two weeks ago at yeah. D-Glow. Yep. Uh, he did great at Worlds last year, I believe, too. Uh, but, man, I picked him as my most improved player last year. I, it was a little bit of an under-radar, under-the-radar pick, but he's been having... A little bit of a drop this season, so I think his average is low enough that he switches uh, butter. I see a finish here. Funny Butting. enough, too. Uh, funny enough, yeah, too. I feel shoot. like I've heard his name way more this year than I did last year. So I think most improved player is a great, great thing for him. But, yeah, not this year though. I don't. Yeah, think he's yeah, most yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like last year, I, I, I thought his, his stats really like it, yeah. he was 
I'm going to say in 2021, he was bad, yeah. but he was touring a lot. In 2022, he made the tour championship as a play-in. So yeah. that was my, the reason for my pick. This year, um, he took a step back. Matt, you pick I, have my, I have my pop for MPO. All right, let's hear yeah. it. Okay, Adam Hammes. All right, let's go. I dig it. I feel like this is, this is it, man. Yeah. Like His average is not great this year, but I think he's going to play well here. It feels like he will get a major at some point in his career, right? Like a lot of players who could, but I feel like he's one that yeah. he's sneaky. Definitely could sneaky. Yeah. So I think he's going to pop off here. And then for FPO drop, or is that what we're calling? Yeah. Pop yeah, drop. I hate to do it. Katrina. I knew I don't you were going to say Katrina worse, Allen. I think I yeah. knew man, you were going to say it. I think we're all so going to have seven thing. world championships. Uh, I, I'm not betting. <laughs> a, how do I put it? I'm not betting against her, but if someone asked me to bet my own money, I'd say, man, I just feel like this is a year where just like last year, she's working through stuff. She's being public about it herself. I'm basing it off of that. What I've been seeing recently, I'm not betting against her as a player going forward. And I wish the best, but that's my drop. Man, that hurts. Yeah, you're, so, you're and wild. then MPO, MPO drop. Um, this is also uh, Kevin Jones, by the way, didn't come up. He's going to be, he's going to play well. He always plays well here. Um, Nico LoCastro. Okay. I guess that's who I'll go with as a drop. Yeah, we're he's making gonna, enemies okay. here. Yeah. He's, he's going to average, he, he's going to, he actually does really well. I want to, I want to shift that. I'm going to shift it. I'm sorry. Are you writing this down, anybody? Garrett Gurthy. We do need I'm to write this Garrett down, Garrett actually. I'm going I'm to watch, watch back and okay. write it down. Gary Gurthy we need to drop. We do need to do a team effort on this. And, Garrett and Gurthy write it down. Who's I love the guy, drop. too. This is not who yeah. we like. This is how we're thinking. I Don't, right, they should Hold not on. listen to this show pre-Worlds unless they want inspiration. I know my drop. This is, this is the chip on the shoulder every player dreams of. Like I might pick Paul McBeth as my okay. drop, and he's going to fuel off that. Well, so they can thank us. We'll, they want to be picked here, I guess. My drop. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Katrina Allen too. I feel like her finishes are good enough, and she has had some bad finishes where it's like she could, you know, mess up. I'm just playing pure. I I get a lie from stats, uh, as Evan would say. Oh, <laughs> use that voice more often. That's a nice. Rating. I get a lie from stats. Stats make me. I'm a stat. I don't know what. I get a lie from stats. Quote it. Put All right, it we're getting close Anyways. to wrapping this up. Where are we at? Who's right. who's left? My oh. wait. I gotta go. MPO drop. My MPO drop is going to be Adam Hammes. Oh, let's you go. got one person popping off with that. I mean, you got one yeah, person dropping. So I already, th I already thought about this Whoa. before. I'm going um, Adam Hammes. Um. Just because, you know, he could slip up and he's been playing well. He has at least series win, but he's also slipped up a few times and he could do it. Uh, just doing it for the stats. All right. I'm dropping cat merch. Oh, dropping cat merch. Oh. I'm also dropping James Proctor. Ooh. That's actually that's a good pick because he's my yeah. guy this year. I've I've been thoroughly enjoying watching him play, and I think he is one of the most improved players out on the tour pick. this year. Um, but for some odd reason, I I'm just I saw his name and I was like, that's the one. He's it. Yep, that's a and, great uh, pick. I agree. We're not mean enough. Yeah. I think if we ever want to become like legitimate 
sports people in this sport. This golf's too this small. Of, we need this to be all of disc golf. We need to be, to be mean. Clear. This golf too small. You yeah. can't be Stephen gonna... A. Smith and not talk to the pros. You're like we're, you know, you're well, gonna, yeah, you're gonna go to a course. To, yeah, no, we're gonna, gonna talk like, to the pros, I hate but this at the person. same time, and you're gonna go to a yeah. course, and you're gonna be like. You know, because the <laughs> the funny thing is too is that some players do feed off of it. Like if you were to say if Evans like, ah, oh, dude, Paul's washed. He he ain't getting I, top two this year. Then Paul Paul, Paul is one of those people who looks at it and be like, that. and he's also one of those people that would be like, hey, Evan, do you see what I did this year? Like if he won Worlds or something. Like he <laughs> likes to like show that off too. But then there are some yeah, people who be like, more. damn, dude, you kind of hurt my feelings saying that. And so that's where I'm at. It's just like I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to make we'll anyone do sad. an interview with you ever. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I yeah. know we well, need to like pre-record yeah. this and not release it. And then like we can just have it internal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we can yeah. always uh, drop this part of pop. Yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, yeah. Anyways, well, I, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to go to the jugular at Nick and Ben, all the love to the players, of course, but they got picked in pop picks. So, you know, they got a little bit of both sides. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on MP. Ben, who was your MPO pick? Mason Ford. No, you did Tristan Tanner. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, which one's your actual pick? Tristan did you Tanner. Yeah, yeah, that was the real pick. Okay. Yeah. That's my drop pick for MPO. Uh, Woods and, o- and like tight OB. I guess he does go to Vegas, but I don't know. I'm just trying to wing it here. I just not feeling it for him. Uh, wish him all the best, of course. And then Nick. I'm going to go Alexis Mandahano, and I'm going purely off of last year's finish. She she's finished dropping. Outside the yeah. top 30. So uh, she's having a pretty solid uh, last couple of weeks, but I'm just going off of uh, historical. So All right. tough luck. Well, we ran a little longer. We gave you a lot of uh, look ahead episode. to yeah. players that have competed in Worlds. We looked at the top 10 players of both MPO and FPO for this year, and we looked at their previous history with Worlds. We just gave you our kind of look ahead at it. I think to the point that Nate Perkins made earlier, I kind of asked him about is like, is there anybody that's a favored? It's all slight, maybe slight, but it could be anybody's game um, as in we've MPO. seen all year. What was that? Maybe you're saying FPO. I'm saying M- MPO. I mean, maybe you're saying FPO too. I, I think we made it kind Not of clear. Tatar is the heavy much. favorite. Yeah. But yeah. It, there's st- like after Tatar, it's kind of who would be the next favorite. It's completely oh. up in the air. And, and they can still have a good shot too. So I don't want to take that away. Absolutely. So excited to check it all out. Um, I don't know everyone that's going up there, but Ben and I and Evan will be up there. Nick, are you going up yep. any of the days? I'll be up Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So on Sweet. Saturday, intern Ben, myself, Nick, and Evan will be there on Saturday. Come and say hi. Ooh, and Sunday, I'll be there everyone. both days. Oh yeah, you won't yeah, be there. Not the whole, I'm not saying yeah. everybody will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there on Saturday all at the same time. Nice. Um, I'll be up at, on Wednesday too. Meet us at the uh, pro the shop the at four o'clock on Evan, Saturday. Are you just randomly driving up for the fun of it on Wednesday, Evan? Yeah. You want to come? If I don't have work, I will. All right. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. I'll let you know right. tomorrow. I'll know if I have work or not Wednesday. Um, Sweet. Do you have the music, cool. Ben? Yeah. I don't know. Does he not know that one. Music? No, no. It's not going to stop. Does it stop? What? God. Okay, Why it did it not work you, before? That do was the insane. outro music. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, hey, thank you so much. We've got the world back. championships in freaking Vermont this week. The feature cards Wednesday. are sick. It is Wednesday. The press conferences are Wednesday going on tomorrow. Check it out. If you are not subscribed to DGN, go do it right now because this is the best week of the year in disc golf at the best courses in the world. I cannot freaking wait for it. Anyways, 
Anyways, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate you joining in. Don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to check out Cosmic DG, Discology, all these different brands that have helped the Nick and Show, Nick and Matt Show become what it is today. Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Shout out to all you guys. Tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, remember guys, stay tuned for the USDGC VIP tickets coming up soon. We're giving away. And as Nick said, thanks to all the people who helped this show be what it is. Intern Ben, you're awesome. Thanks for holding it down. Have fun producing this one. I'm in Columbus, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Nick, can't you're wait awesome. To leave your house at 12 a.m. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for what you do. Evan, you're awesome. Peace out, everybody. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.